Hey, 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 hello, and welcome to episode 70 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavision's magazine. Today is February the 7th, 2021. I'm Graham Cookson, the production editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week, oops, he did it again. It's Scotty Moe, the managing editor for Megavisions, and hit me baby one more time, it's Chris Powell, the editor-in-chief of Megavision. So, yes, we are back once again live on Twitch. So come keep us company. Fire off any questions you have in the chat and we'll try and get to them. As always, we'll be answering some of your burning questions. We have our feature discussion where we'll be chatting about Sega's lineup of games for 2021. Ooh, exciting. And if we have enough time, we'll have our picks of the week, as usual, where we're sharing some of our the fun things we've been enjoying in the last week and stuff you can try at home. So yeah, let's strap on in and crack on with this week's Megavisions show. we go yes welcome welcome one and all and as always we'll be starting off with what we've been doing this week so scotty as always let's start with you buddy how are you diddling my friend i'm not diddling anything <laughs> i thought that he said too <laughs> that is what i said that you, whatever you heard that's what it was <laughs> I mean, you told us to strap on and then you asked me what i'm diddling so <laughs> Um, sorry to disappoint, I guess, but, uh, have either of you started watching WandaVision yet? The new have I? series on Disney? Yes. Yes, sir. I have. We got through the half of the first episode and Odin was like, this is all black and white. This is old. I don't want to watch you anymore. I was like, he uh, lost interest. I couldn't keep him Slap your it. son. He needs oh, to be cultured. Damn. Know? Like, so. Jesus yeah. Christ. If if he if he uh, if you just kept watching it, you you'd see magical things happen, basically. Yeah, I literally great things. If we get really a couple good. more episodes in, it'll be Odin approved, we'll say. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Um so I guess no spoilers, but I'm enjoying the cinematography and, and oh, yeah. um they uh they do uh it's all homages to um old sitcoms and stuff. Uh but uh but it's got that MCU flair. Um, I don't know. I guess I can't say anything in this day and age of TV because either everyone's up to date the, well, this is also a Disney plus thing. So they do it weekly. They release the show weekly like Mandalorian because they think they're cool and can do that. Um, but, uh, I think there are six episodes out now or something of WandaVision, but we're enjoying it. Um, I think I'm enjoying it a little more than Rachel is right now, okay. uh, but I can't say why, but. It's cool. Um, it's uh, it definitely could only be done in a TV series format, so I, I can see why yeah. they went that route. Definitely. Yeah. I heard you say though that you didn't seem to like that they release it weekly. So you prefer just them dropping everything in like Netflix style. Well, yeah, especially because this this show each episode is like twenty minutes long. They could definitely make the episodes longer. Yeah, even though it says like thirty eight minutes for the timestamp. That's seriously like seven minutes of credits. Yeah. Like the, when I first watched the first episode, it like came to like the end of it. But the, like the, the ending music and ending outro is like an intro to a Marvel movie. 
the way and yeah. like i don't know if like cinematically it just looks like an intro so i was like sitting there going okay going has this actually just started like what's going on because i sort of paused it briefly and i saw there's a lot left and i was like okay so then we watched it and then it ended and it was just credits like extra credits and stuff and i was just like oh okay yeah that's uh yeah like 10 minutes of credits. Well, but, it, but it makes sense entirely for that show setup why they do it that way yeah, it kind of does, but yeah, that 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 really threw me on the first episode. But yeah, regarding no, them good. regarding them releasing it weekly, they need they have to give us a reason to keep you know subscribing to Disney Plus now that Mandalorian's finished. I, you know, right? Yeah, because that that, that that's that, no, that's what that's why. Say, oh, okay, sorry. Okay, you go first, Chris. Go you ahead. go first. Go ahead. Okay, you want me to go? Ahead? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's the reason why, like, Netflix and stuff will have some shows, they drop everything at once, and then other shows, they'll, like, do it weekly, um, because that way it gives people reason to keep subscribing. It's like, once people have gone through the binge-watching of one thing, it's like, oh, there's other shows on, I'm going to have to watch that one weekly, because I need to, I need to keep watching it. But there's this other show over here, well, I'm waiting for that episode to go, that I can keep watching that one. So yeah, that's, that's like, kind of the logic. But yeah, Disney Plus mm-hmm. is... Only really got like two TV series that they really showed. dude. <laughs> if you literally like from the main still, and how long's it been out? I think it'll be two years in November, right? For Disney Plus, because um, mm. I know it was in November that it released or that it premiered. I don't know what you want to say. Launched. That's the word. Because um, if you literally from the Disney, unless you know what you're looking for on Disney Plus, if you just scroll down and see the different categories, you'll see like three movies in the same row consecutively, like three times. Like mm-hmm. there was, um, it's like good time feel and then nostalgia. And I saw Home Alone 1 and 2 in both of those <laughs> categories. And it's just yeah, they don't have a lot of content on there, but I mean, Disney's strong with it. It's like if Nintendo <laughs> did something like this. Like the the biggest stuff that they show on there is straight up first party first party disney i don't know anyway i'm complaining about disney plus but uh wandavision's fun um and yeah i don't know we've been oh i I should mention since you guys rant not ranted but you raved about it so much last week uh we did start watching schitt's creek um i forget what episode we're on especially because very rarely does any type of plot get advanced in an episode <laughs> in the first season anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much to Ooh. say about it quite okay. yet. We've been watching it and we're still watching it. So yeah, the first season it, it takes a, a, you don't see a lot of character development from the core family in the first season or so it, it, you know, you see more of that, but she starts to see glimmers and stuff. And you start, I, I think it's awesome. <clears throat> it's more about them, I think, just trying to get a feel of the town and the people and everything. So it's a lot of establishing characters and stuff like that. And I think it yeah. really starts coming into its own in like the second season. And then after that, it's just off to the races. It's just amazing. So I, I really okay. hope you stick with it. Um, mm. it, it definitely um, gets a lot better. I mean, part of the reason we have stuck with it is each episode's only like 20 minutes, so it's not much of a commitment. Yeah. Um, the daughter is horrible, and I'm like, <laughs> a, I'm like a, angry when her scenes start because it's like, God, I don't care about any oh. aspect of your life. So it's, I'd love, I, I love her. I'd love to hear what you say by the end of the series because I was the same as you. And by the end of it, I was actually oh, like, yeah. she's one of my favorite characters now. I actually love her, but. 
We'll see. But I'd like to see what you think. I, I don't want that to sway your view in any way, but that's, it's funny that you say that because that's literally what I was, I was like, yeah, I just don't like this girl. And then like, well, you know, um, like, she's amazing. <laughs> I will say that the main reason we're sticking with it is I have not told Rachel anything that you guys have mentioned about the show. Um, but it's not super entertaining right away. And like, she's okay. made that apparent. I'm like, yeah, but Chris and Graham said some stuff happened that I can't say of, of how things occur and, and whatever <laughs> that like, I feel like we should give it a solid try. And she, Oh, and um, what's Eugene Levy's son's name? Is it David? Yeah. David. I know that's his character's name. Is it in real life though? I think whatever maybe. his name is. I thought it was David um, in real life, wasn't it? Oh, well, either or Dan way, or something he, like that. Uh, he just hosted SNL over the weekend, Saturday Night Live. Um, and she was like, she was excited about that. And I was like, that's weird because Shit's Creek is done. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, it ended like a year ago. Like, that that's what's happened with the show is no one cared about it. And then it ended and now everybody's watching it. <laughs> so, um, it seemed like it didn't yeah, really catch on until it moved over to Netflix. But by then, it was pretty, I think Netflix, they did the last season. But after oh, okay. it came over from yeah from pop okay because that's where it originally aired in the United States, which is this terrible network that's in you know like a tiny yeah. percentile of the the you know the the homes in America. So that probably had a lot to do with a lot of the initial part of no one knowing what it was. And then once it came over to Netflix, a lot more people got opened up to it, and that's I think when a lot of more people just realized and. It's awesome because it happened at just the right time because they were able to get a lot of, uh, is it the Grammys for TV? I mm. always for, for get mixed up between oh. movies and, and yeah, scra- TV. Grammys TV. Yeah. yeah, Grammys is TV, I'm pretty sure. They cleaned house Grammys. like this past year. I thought Grammys was music. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. Oh, God, what am I thinking of? The Razzies. That's what we're thinking. Right? <laughs> Date, day, I remember daytime Emmy is a phrase, so Emmy is our TV. There we go. So I, I yeah. know that they did really well. Uh, and so it's not one of those, it's not one of those series that just you hear from word of mouth and people on social media talk about it. Like this got some legitimate, yeah. uh, praise and, uh, mm. a lot of the people, you know, got some well deserved accolades from it. So yeah, good job. Um, whoever said Razzies, no, that's what we would use for, that's what we should have used for the sideshow <laughs> because that's for bad movies. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, we'll we'll keep at it. We'll keep looking cool. at it. Uh, keep watching it. Um, like I said, it's it's very low commitment level with the length of the shows and everything. Um, and uh, no, yeah, it it was. We, uh, I'll, I'll mention this real quick and then move on from it. But like you said, Chris, it was on Pop that like five percent of America had, and that logo pops up every start of the episode. Um, I mean, the exact same thing happened with Cobra Kai. It was only on YouTube right. Red first that no one had, <laughs> yeah. and I literally only saw the first season on YouTube Red because. My roommate's little brother had YouTube bread and he was at our place for the weekend and we watched the first season of Cobra Kai through his bread account. <laughs> but then it went to Netflix and like the world knows about it now. So yeah. it's just, you know, um, but, uh, no, but, uh, anyway, yeah, outside of TV, um, checked out the Windjammers 2 demo on Thursday Night Throwdown last week, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and it ended up just being me and, uh, Tornado Jones, which kind of worked because both of us were figuring out what they changed since the beta and the differences with between the prequel and that. Um, I 
I won't say too much because I know we're going to have an extensive Windjammers discussion eventually uh, when that game comes out, but I am ready for it. I'm warming up to the new art style, uh, and I, I, I really legitimately don't know what I like about that game because it's very much like Pong combined with fighters, and I suck at fighting games. I don't really <laughs> enjoy a lot of them, um, with the exception of like Marvel vs. Capcom because it's just so insane. Uh, but I, I'm excited for where it's going. I'm the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that we can have it online and have an open lobby so that it's not just one-on-one all night. Cause we tried to do that with the first one. It had no lobbies and we just had to hope that we got synced up. And so whoever was hosting the stream basically had to play every match so that the, so that Twitch was displaying every match that we played. Um, but so this uh, time, there's actually a lobby my... then that you can actually, other well, people can watch or is, How does that work? Not with the demo. The demo is very much a demo mm-hmm. um, because they're, the only options were uh, two-player versus or online play. You couldn't even go into the settings. Um, so you had you could only essentially do just uh, a quick match and hopefully get with one of your buddies if you weren't already. So like Antichrist, Corey, and I tried to play Friday night, but we couldn't get the three of us to consecutively go at each other uh, in that game. So it's... There will be lobbies. I'm, I'm, I'm so confident. Even though they haven't confirmed that, I don't see why they wouldn't. Because that that game has not. That game's only gaining popularity. It's still crazy to me that a Windjammers two is even coming out. Um, and as Corey and I have discussed in depth, uh, every dot emo release has had a limited run physical edition. So most likely Windjammers two will, and I'm ready for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, I guess for people that have no idea what Windjammers in a quick. Uh, correct elevator pitch for it is it is top down frisbee against each other, like competitive frisbee throwing. But you have specials for each of your characters. There's a roster, and there's different fields that um, have different environmental effects, kind of thing, and and stuff like that. So it you do certain combos to get specials off. So it is like that in a fighting. It is a fighting game in that respect. But there's not. But it's very much like Smash Brothers. Like everyone has their over a attack, you know, and stuff like that. Um, did you spend much time with it, Chris? I saw that you had it on Steam. Like my, it alerted me. I played for about two to three matches when, and I realized I have no business playing this game because <laughs> the guy got <laughs> destroyed. I have yeah. this. I don't know why. Like I have this this bad habit in this game where <clears throat> I anticipate where I think they're going to send the frisbee to, and I dive in that direction. And so oftentimes, yep. and I I'm so, I get so mad at myself, I'm like, why? Stop doing this! And I do it every time, and I just give yeah. up easy points all the time. And I just yeah. have just a stupid, over-aggressive play that I, I'm trying to force myself not to play that style. But I just, I, it's a bad habit. I keep falling into it. Um, and until okay. I can do that, I, I, I'm going to be bad at it. I did notice, though, it's some of the... One move that it seemed to be like you could jump up and like throw it right at the ground almost like at a, at yeah, a diagonal it, over kinda. there. Yeah, yeah, you're basically spiking it. I did not know how to like, <laughs> defend that. I was like, oh shit, wait, what is this? I didn't yeah. know what was happening. That move, um, so they did add two significant changes to it, it controls wise, um, because you could, you could, there's a throw and there's a lob. So a lob mm. is like a gentle thing, and that kind of, the pros will tell you that you kind of could set stuff up with that, but um, they added a move where if the disc hits the ground, if you hit R1 in time, you'll actually basically hit it off the ground, catch it, and throw it. So I think okay. that's what you 
that's what you were seeing, sort of. And there are special moves you can throw combined with lobs. Um, there's another move that's literally like a backhand, like they just bat the disc back, so that'll keep that'll speed up the momentum of the disc as it's going. Um, but yeah, they, it's deep. It's a deeper game than people give it credit, and it's probably because it looks like it's just colorful insanity from the '90s, so you don't think much of it. Um, but uh, it is. I've, I've lost my train of thought now because I was too excited for it. It's a, it's a good game. It's I, I I like I said I don't know what attracts me to it other than the aesthetic because I'm not good at it. Um, but yeah, it's fun to watch as well. So I'm excited for that. Uh, TJ's in the chat, and what up, Iron Chef as well? TJ mentions yep. that Scotty likes fighting climax too because he likes throwing washing machines. That's a weird <laughs> Dengeki uh, Dengeki Bunko fighting climax is a game, a fighting game that Sega made that has like everyone from Sword Art Online characters to Hatsunamiku color schemes for characters to a Nights into Dreams level. Um, I remember that coming out. That seemed so long yeah. ago that that, when that uh, came out. Was that PS3? Yes. Um, it is this game. I will show you if this looks familiar to anybody. But for those listening, I'm showing them the cover of Fighting Climax yeah. on oh, wow. the PS3. Um, yeah, it's got... Uh, I don't even... Oh, this came with a soundtrack. Cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Never listened to that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a Sonic level, um, but it's a lot of anime characters, like, tw- tons of support characters in it. It's a, it's a mishmash. If you know the uh, Dengeki Bunko, Dengeki Bunko is saying, like, kind of like saying, like, jump comics or whatever. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, and... I'll mention real quick, after the Polymega talk, I was talking to Rachel, and I got the go-ahead to buy the full... Um, set of it, like with all the add-ons together, because wow, yes. I showed her the drastic price difference uh, with that Walmart $50 off thing. Um, unfortunately, we've had some car issues lately, so that's going to maybe have to take a back seat right now, but I'm going to order it before that Walmart discount thing disappears, because that needs to happen. Nice. Um, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Awesome. I don't... Hopefully they, yeah. they actually get everything on on time, because I think they were saying the second wave of pre-orders will start shipping in like March to April or something like that. And I think the the pre-existing pre-orders were supposed to begin in late February. I want to say February 21st. I think they're saying those are going to start. And then I think a month later. So anyone who's doing the pre-orders now, I think in March, late March, I think those are supposed to start or something like that. Okay. That's good. I have mm-hmm. seen some people getting them already. Um, oh, like really? I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Uh, our buddy Sarumaru has his. He was streaming it the other day. Ooh, um, nice. Like the whole set, all the modules. Um, but uh, and for those that don't know, check out last week's thing. We don't need to go down the <laughs> describing yeah. the whole Polymega bundle again. Um, but I did sort of have a pickup. Um, I mentioned that I was looking for kind of a soft hunt of, that's not a term I want to use again, um, for a Sega Saturn game called Crime Wave. Um, that is a game that if you think of like urban strike, jungle strike, Mm -hmm. desert strike, those helicopter games, but you're in a car and you're fighting for justice because you're a police person. Um, it's a fun Saturn exclusive thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, for some reason, Saturn game, Saturn only, whatever, it might have a PC release. I don't know. TJ, you're in the chat. You could probably correct me on that, but, um, it goes for like 40 to 60, like 40 bucks for the disc only, or like no less than 20 for the disc only in America and like up to 60 complete in box, whatever. I found an eBay auction 
and I was watching it because someone in Australia was selling it for twelve ninety nine with four bucks shipping, and I'm like, uh, it's not a buy it now, so I'm just gonna I'll add an alert to this, I'll watch it, and so lo and behold, like Friday night, I'm done streaming with Corey and Anti Chris, and I'm sitting there. Um, oh, it is exclusive to Saturn. Thank you, TJ. Uh, I'm sitting there, and I get an alert on my eBay app that there's 15 minutes left in this auction. I look, price hasn't changed. Doesn't show any bids have happened. I'm like, all right, you know what? Since I'm a little buzzed after a good Friday night, I'm going to set an alarm on my phone for seven minutes from now or nine minutes or some weird amount so that it would be like the last five minutes of the auction. Cause I'm like, I've been sniped one too many times. I don't even bother with auction bidding wars on eBay anymore. I just do the buy it now or nothing else. So um, so I'm sitting there, I'm like watching some streams, you know, and, uh, watching this auction. I'm like, and I wait until I, I literally wait until the last two minutes and I'm like, all right, I'll put in 20 bucks as my max bid. And if it changes after that, I'm just going to set my phone down. I don't care. Cause it's not worth Cause you get, you get sniped still by bots in eBay in like oh, the yeah. last 10 seconds or whatever. So I, I sit there and I watch it go down and I don't see that it's because it now with eBay, you actually can watch the timer go down as the, as the auction ends. And, um, and then nobody else bid. So I got it. So I got, it yeah. doesn't have the manual, but it is the, so it is an Australia game. It's a PAL version, but I have the action replay that I can play imports on my Saturn. Um, so 1299 plus four bucks, this was like less than $18 for this thing with a box. So I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, Screw you scalpers. I can get the manual somewhere. I can't believe I got this game. So it should be here next uh, week. Uh, After I forget. I didn't realize it was actually crazy that it'd gone up that much in price. or was that expensive these days. And I didn't realize it's that exclusive. A fun little story for you guys. I used to own that game, but I don't anymore Mm -hmm. because I bought it. And after a week playing it, I got to like a certain level and the game just kept freezing and crashing. I think it was like only the second level actually I got to. Like, and it's just like, they're big levels. Freezing and crashing, freezing and crashing, always basically at the same point pretty much. And so I just took it back Mm. to the shop and was like, yeah, this game is broken. It doesn't work. And they didn't have another copy because it was secondhand already when I bought it. So I got something else, but yeah, never seen it since, never picked it up, but. Yeah, I I owned it. I owned it briefly. <laughs> it it was really like one of those games that um you know, I've talked about him my four talked about him before, my childhood friend Tucker that got me into Sega. Like it was another one of those things that we played on a Saturday afternoon and I just remember loving and randomly I thought of it recently. It might be because I was playing Desert Strike recently or something and I just remember like what was that game where you were a cop and you were driving around and like i couldn't remember if it was genesis or whatever so you go down that hole you're like let me find this thing from my childhood and lo and behold it's 60 dollars because i want it so yeah um, and, uh, and then i was trying to find the manual just before we started recording and i looked it up what's the first thing that pops up oh gamestop's got it you can get it on gamestop's website but it doesn't say if it's like complete or whatever but it's like 20 dollars, so that's a total gamble it might be just the disc for three bucks right so fuck okay that. but yeah, so I, I felt pretty accomplished. I don't normally like brag about my eBay wins because who cares? But like twenty bucks for something that goes for three times that much and less of the content in it. So that's great. That's the retro life, people. Nice uh, speaking that's of retro like, life, and that's my week. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so speaking of like Desert Strike, sort of those sort of strike game style games, have you guys played Ma- uh, Mass Destruction? 
Mm-mm. is a oh, Saturn yes, and PlayStation game. I think. Oh, yeah, I think we have. You're basically in tanks instead of planes or helicopters even. Um, yeah. Planes? You're not in planes. In those. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Something flying. Actually, oh, in Jungle Strike, you could be in a plane on some levels. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Basically, in tanks instead. Yeah, I think you're on a motorcycle in one of the Strike games, too. Oh, really? Um, I don't think I've played that one. Very briefly, if I recall correctly. Oof. But, no, Mass Destruction is a lot of fun. That's, yeah. I've played the shit out of that game. Yeah, I, I've I, played that game so much, but there are levels that you can only unlock by doing certain things, and I've just never figured oh, out. Oh, okay. You know? I think I've um, never actually finished it. That's a good game. It, good soundtrack. Yeah. I, mean, I really enjoy uh, that game. I, just, I, the, I ran the outside playing it this week again. I like, picked it up and was like, oh, I've played this and played this for a while. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Loving it. Anyway. That um, was a game that my buddy got at a Walmart that had the wrong price on it. You know how sometimes you'll find those where they're like missing a digit? Ooh. So he got it for like 10 bucks and it was like $9.99 instead of $39.99. Yeah. <laughs> the good old days when you could uh, find those out in the wild. Wow. Love it. Um, so. Cool. So, Chris, buddy, what's been going on in your life? How are you diddling today? Um, I have not been diddling today. Um, oh but I'll say this. I did get my COVID shot uh, yesterday. Ooh. And uh, I feel fine so far. Ooh. I know uh, my wife was saying that there's some people at her work uh, that she knows that got it, and they've, they've gotten sick from it. And so, uh, yeah, a yeah. guy, a guy at my job, he had his shot two weeks ago and he was off for a whole week because he just felt so bad after. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah that, I that's had, uh, paranoid, uh, last yeah. night. And I'm like, wait, am I, am I feeling, am I feeling something? I sort of, <laughs> I think I might be having a headache coming on and then I start like getting all paranoid, but it was weird because, uh, have you guys signed up for your COVID tests or your shots or anything like that yet? Um, not in the, U- in um, the UK, we haven't. We can't do it. So only certain people are acceptable to actually do it at the moment. Uh, like the, the people who are potentially, oh God, vulnerable people, basically. Um, that's how it was yeah. here, too. And I think at least in the United States, we're giving it up to each state. It's kind of managing its uh, okay. own, uh, you know, COVID, uh, you know, immunization process. Mm. And so yeah. the way we have it is in, in New Jersey, you, there's a state website you could go up and, and sign up there, or you can go to the, each individual location and sign up through their process as well. And they're saying a lot of times you sign up directly with the location, it's faster than, than waiting. But I did both. I was like, well, whatever, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just sign up for both and the one local to me. I got an email back about a week later from the state website saying that, you know, that I was processed in and I've been, you know, like accepted or whatever. Just wait for my email or wait for an email to come in and like I can then schedule my actual appointment. A week later goes by and it. What's that? I said, we'll email you the vaccine. Yeah, it was just a weird process. And then I got it. But the the actual process of going online and, and scheduling it was actually pretty easy. Um, and it was at a local college about 30 minutes down the road. It was a weird thing because the, all the national guard was there. And so it was like, it felt like a military run operation and, uh, they just had, yeah, it was weird. They just had us go all through these like long, it was almost like a maze to get to where we needed to be. And I guess it's all for, I guess, social distancing and everything. Uh, but yeah, 
it went through as pretty easy process, and then I guess I have to go back in two weeks to get my second shot, and yeah, and so far I feel fine. So we'll um, see. the uh, I I a relative of mine they got their second, and they the the next day they were just achy all over mm-hmm. and kind of feeling better the following day, but the following day the arm that they got the shot in just immense pain. So they're fine now, but yeah, it's everybody's. It just like COVID affects everyone differently. The vaccine is going to affect everyone differently. Yeah, my my arm is definitely sore. It feels it feels like getting some. I don't know. Like I can't remember what type of vaccine I would get as a kid that your arm would just be sore for a long time. Maybe it was like the uh, chicken pox or something, and it would be like fuck. Like it'd be like sore for a week. You know, it's like it definitely feels sore. Other like the flu, it's just like a shot and you're done. But there yeah. was certain, mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, there were certain shots you'd get where you'd be like, God damn, this hurts really bad. Um, I've had some, I've had like, I've had the smallpox. I've had, I'll tell you what, anthrax was the worst. And mm-hmm. when I got my anthrax vaccine, it felt like getting kicked in the arm by a horse. It just like, it felt like my whole arm, for one, when it went in, it felt hot. Like I could feel it going in my arm and just, it felt weird. And then it just felt like, my arm, like someone just punches you really hard, your arm goes dead. That's what it felt like. And I remember I was like, I was like almost like feeling like I was going to pass out. Like I was like, oh, like, and uh, I eventually got better and everything. But the anthrax by far was the, the most painful vaccine I've had. Um, but the, the COVID one, this one is a little sore. But other than that, it's, it's fine. So um, I'll let you know when my arm falls off, though. I guess that would be uh, <laughs> someone I should probably call the authorities at that point. Maybe, yeah. It sounds uh, like what you were describing, since you're in Jersey, maybe you were in WandaVision as well, because it takes place in Westview, New Jersey. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you probably didn't even get that far enough into the show, it sounds you know, like, so yeah. I no, I did. I remember it. I remember seeing something about New Jersey and thinking, like, I want to look it up and see if there is actually, like, a Westview. Uh, I've never yeah. heard of it. Um but uh, I have to look that up. Um, other news, I told you guys last week about my uh, Neo Geo MVS yeah. and about the uh, the power cord. I, I took off the back panel and, and looked at it. I I don't know what's going on with it. It might be just a short is what I'm kind of thinking it is. But I'm almost I'm, I'm not too comfortable dealing with like electric stuff either. And so I don't want to like screw it up more than it is or shock myself and you know but mm-hmm. i may uh i may take some photos this week of it and throw it in the discord chat uh cuz in the arcade channel just be like hey what am i what what's going on here because the thing is the place where i got it uh fixed at it's north jersey it's like an hour and a half away i do not want to pull my arcade out and drag it all the way up there to have them fix it again. If it's something that I can hopefully fix here, I want to do that, and that would be the easiest thing. So hopefully uh, my arcade homies in the uh, Discord can help me out with that this week, but I'll uh, hopefully send that. So the reason why I bring that up is I'm looking at getting one of these Terra Onion uh, Neo SD Pro MVS flash carts. Have you guys heard about these? You said a lot of letters. No, it is. No, I I, Graham, you're familiar with Terra Onion. Yes. Because you just bought the mode, right? Yeah, I've got the mode uh, right here. Huh. There you go. So the, Ooh, they've made 
a Neo SD MVS flash cart in the past, but this is their pro model that they just opened up pre-orders for. This thing's not cheap. It's 549 euro. Um, but the good thing about this is that you can basically load the entire MVS library on this thing and play it right off the cart. And the, it, I mean, yes, there are much cheaper methods to play Neo Geo games. I get it. But I have an MVS. I, I, I want to play on original hardware. Um, uh, but I don't necessarily, there's no way with the, the, the price, the way MVS prices are going up these days. There's no way you're going to be able to get a full library. It's, I mean, it's, it's not at the point that the AES stuff is, but it's certainly getting there. And I think a lot of that is because places like AliExpress, they're selling consoleized versions of the MVS. And so you, you can essentially get, you know, like the arcade board and everything in this, you know, like weird Frankenstein looking console. And then you can plug your MVS carts in there and play on, you know, via HDMI or whatever other, you know, um, output they have. But yeah, you can play essentially like a, a console. So that's driven the prices up on the MVS stuff over the years. And so now um, I think this might be a good alternative for me where, yeah, it is a rather large investment to get it. But after that, you pretty much are set. That, what are you going to um, say, Scotty? I was just going to say that uh, uh, Bit, Bitmap Bureau, Bitmap mm-hmm. Bureau uh, creators of Xenocrisis, they're putting Xenocrisis out on a- AES, I think. Some $200 oh, really? cartridge. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, the, how, uh, I don't know why, but it's nuts. God, who are the uh, the, the guys that make Gunlord? What, yeah, what are... they have... Some yeah. most of their stuff, I think, is out on MVS or AES. Yeah, I know they do a lot of stuff on on Neo Geo, and it, it it really pains me now that I feel like over the last year I've started getting into MVS stuff, and I wish that I would have done it maybe five years or so ago, so I could, or maybe more, because looking yeah. at the Gunlord stuff and some of the other things on MVS, it's so expensive these days, and there's it's just yeah. almost to the point that there's no reason to go back and. You're, you have to put in so much of an investment to get that stuff. It's almost not worth it. It's almost like, all right, I'll start collecting from this point onward. If if they release any more yeah. MVS stuff, I'll pick it up. But I'm not going to go back and, and deal with that. And I'll tell you why. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's probably... I have a feeling you're going to say what I'm going to say or something similar. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, well, I was going to change topic, but go ahead. Tell me what you're going to oh, say. I was going to say this is, you know, retro collector problem, you know, but... I feel like before the pandemic that arcades were starting to come back, barcades were seen more everywhere, pinball machines were popping up here and there more outside of just collectors and stuff. Um, and I was saying to Rachel, like, you know, I've I've come to terms with the fact that I, I don't need to own an arcade machine or a cabinet of any sort because the maintenance just is not worth it. Um, and I that this might also come from the car, the vehicle issues we've been having lately. It's like, I don't need to try to do it. But but then I was thinking, like, but, you know, eventually when we have kids, just how the pandemic's gone and how barcades and arcades, are, they, like, there might not be arcades, so that might not exist. So I think the the dad mindset in me and the collector mindset in me would be, I want to get an arcade machine. It'll be the logic that drives that purchase. And Rachel was like, oh, that'll be all you. I'm not, we're not splitting that 
<laughs> so, I was like, that's fine. But yeah. So I feel like I think we're part, gonna see I, I think we're gonna see arcades become more and more accessible to some more people. I think you're gonna see the prices continue to come down on on certain things like arcade one up, I think there's gonna be more and more people come into that space. Uh yeah. probably in the next, you know, couple years, you're gonna see a lot more I think you'll see more countertop stuff too. That stuff I that so. plays better in maybe small spaces. Uh, I mean, the one arcade one up. I think even still, it's it's very good to have it in an apartment and things like that. It doesn't. It's not a big footprint, uh, but you still get a lot of uh, use out of it. So I, I definitely, man, I, I love my arcade uh, when it's when it's working. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, because I got Nam uh, was it seventy five? I think uh, a, a couple weeks before, and then I played it like one time. And uh, and then the the machine ended up set up in your house. Do you remember where? Well, it's to the left of my uh, TV in the back family room. Uh, Okay, I think Jesco had a kennel Uh, there. We moved the kennel out, and then we put the arcade there. I gotcha. um, Okay, I mean that makes sense. When you're making dinner, you got to wait for something. Just walk over there and play level with something real quick, and then walk back to the oven. (laughs) That's kind of it's it's situated kind of our family room area anyway. But the yeah long term, it's supposed to go out in the barn. It's not. That's not going to be its long term thing. So, um, Uh, TJ in the chat mentions buy a rec room masters cab. Are you familiar with those at all? No, uh, -uh. I'm not. Uh, sure. I don't know what that is. He said throw a console in it. Best of both worlds. Boom, bam, boom. I guess. I don't know what that um, is. Yeah. The uh, oh, the other thing I was going to say is that um, you were talking about we were talking about retro prices like going up over the years and stuff. I'm not I'm not going to say the name of the game, but I may have oh. um, spent a little. Well, uh, you you got a really good deal on eBay earlier, Scotty. Um, whereas <clears throat> I think I'm on the other end of that spectrum. Mm. But uh, more to come. I'll, I'll tease it there, and and uh, we'll see. Where we go um, with that? I'll tell more on the next episode. Uh, Wait, but it, it was plumbers don't oh, wear ties, wasn't it? I'm not saying it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not. We're going to keep going. I got some pickups. I want to show you guys real quick. Uh, the first one I pre-ordered this a long time ago. Completely forgot about it. And uh, my wife opened a Amazon box. She's like, "What is this?" I was like, "Oh, I forgot that was even coming." <laughs> it is. It's for you. A reprint of Forty Seven Ronin, the graphic Ooh. novel that Dark Horse put out. Nice. Um, a while back, uh, I was not really familiar with. It. I've never read this prior to to picking it up, but I think it. I just came across it on Twitter. I was like, "That looks amazing." Have are you guys familiar with the the? story of 47 Ronin and I, watched any of the, the movies? I or only know the, the Keanu Reeves movie. The hit movie uh, film. <laughs> the hit film. Um, it's uh, all histor- historically accurate. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's... I've, I've not watched it and I'm not going to try to act like I am an expert because I've only done a, a little bit of research on it um, and then started reading this. I'm maybe... 30, 40 pages in so far, but it's, it's really cool so far, but apparently they've, um, it's, it's a very old story about this, uh, Lord who go, who gets kind of called to the emperor's, um, um, not palace, but I forget, I kind of forget what they call it. And he's, he's from kind of the country and he doesn't know the ways of, uh, you know, life in, you know, around the empire. 
if that if like the politics and things like that. Right. So he goes in uh and he leave he has to leave his his like uh number one guy in charge back home to take care of his uh area. And that guy's really worried about him going and not being able to accompany him and make sure he's okay like in the, you know, in the uh kingdom. Anyway, he goes bad stuff happens and then he has people his own men go to avenge him. So it's a story of, you know, of revenge uh and and stuff and intrigue and it's it's supposed to be really really good. I'm really looking forward to getting more into it. I will say the art is done really really well. I'll see if I can just show some that that, some that story here. sounds almost nothing like the movie from what I can remember. Yeah. Oh, that's cool art. Well, Are you telling me the movie's inaccurate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I'll say this. I don't think Keanu Reeves was around uh, you know, back then, but <laughs> no, Bill and Ted. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Could have been. Okay, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, it is just the Matrix. Right. Uh, the second one I got is a Kickstarter game that I backed a long time ago. It's called uh, Draskula the Vampire Strikes Back. And yes, this he does. is a Dreamcast game. That, just... that looks like someone made a DVD on <laughs> using a Mac and printed out that oh. box art. Oh, this is the back of the box right here. So uh, when I saw That's this bad. in the in the outline, I was like, wait a second. I also backed this on Kickstarter, and I have not got my copy yet. Uh-oh. I, uh, I... For, the, for the listeners, I'll describe the box art real oh, quick. Yeah. It's literally a DVD box, and it has like an orange and white <laughs> background with a white film it looks like a film cell yep, with like yep. the holes in it, how you place on a projector. And that's the cover. Like it looks like someone made a DVD for their wedding yeah. on a it's Mac like, computer. This was, it's, it's like a, DVD it's a template that they had. And he's like, Oh, that looks like a good image. And let's put some other like, yeah. text on that. I'm sure this came from like DVD maker 98 and they just <laughs> used it on there. But anyway, the best part though is when you open it up and it's there. These are actually Wii cases. It's, it's from a Wii case. Oh my God. Wow. It's the Wii <laughs> thing right here. Oh and my the CD God. looks you know, blank. <laughs> it's it's just a blank. It has their like, so yeah. The CD for for the listeners, the CD is completely white except for some tiny oh text at the bottom. What's that say? Oh, it says Urbe Software, uh, which is the developer. So I will oh, wow. say this: this is not a big budget Kickstarter project, no. uh, and I, I, I it only made a few thousand dollars. I, I want to say I'd have to go back and look at it, um, and so. I, I don't. I, yes, it does. I don't want to sit here and make fun of it and and crap on these guys because um, I think they they did have a very small budget that they were working with. But looking at the actual uh, screens and stuff, it's 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 an old school point and click advent, adventure mm. game. Yeah, uh, and I know that they're. I think I believe they're a Spanish development team, mm-hmm. and so English isn't their first language. And so I think you will probably see some. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some, uh, you know, localization issues and, you know, English and that sort of thing going on in here. But I'm actually, I am interested in going and playing this because I do like point and click games. There's not a lot of those on the Dreamcast and we're starting to get more and more like post, uh, like, I don't know, like post cancellation of the Dreamcast over the years. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting in that one. But I did laugh. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then when I saw the Wii, I was like, oh, this is a Wii case. Yeah. Man, and, um, so 
yeah, I, yeah that's amazing i actually just pulled up the kickstarter on my phone because uh yeah they only got uh they only pledged it was like three thousand six hundred euros um okay. it's like the goal basically and that's that's what they needed because it was mm. it was actually an old i think it's an old pc point and click adventure that have just yeah. uh converted to dreamcast basically and yes yeah, it's, it's, it was a spanish game originally um but yeah so i basically on my back my backer that i did i got the steam game and a load of other old retro steam games that they 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 re-released or something plus also the dreamcast mm. version I've got the codes for the Steam version, Steam games, but not the Dreamcast game yet. So, I mean, the Dreamcast game was the reason why I backed it in the first place. That's what I'm hoping to get. But yeah, still waiting on that. Um, so yeah, Chris, did you get the Steam games, Steam codes for stuff? Or? I don't, I don't think so. Unless, uh, uh, wait, I do. I remember I got an email with a code, <laughs> but I thought it was just the code for the, the Steam version of this game. I don't remember. Okay. I don't think I'm back to get any more stuff. I don't uh, Okay. That doesn't seem sound familiar. So for some reason, I, they gave me like five or six games, which is what I did back. But um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I forgot that I was actually still waiting on the Dreamcast game until I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, when's that being shipped? <laughs> um, so I have to check their Kickstarter properly and see if they shipped it worldwide yet. Or hmm. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it because I've not played the Steam version. I've just I might actually try Dreamcast. streaming it on yes. my own channel like this week or something and, and just see what what happens because i think i do have all my dreamcast stuff all my other retro stuff is in storage but i do have my dreamcast here so i i I think i can get that going so maybe i'll do that so other that that's what i've been up to awesome cool well segue talk about streaming uh i did my very first ever solo stream last friday uh so chris chris wasn't able to come he told me he had to go to the doctors i didn't realize it was through a covid shot dude you said something um so yeah, I, w- I decided to go and stream on my own, and I decided rather than playing Halo, because we've been playing co-op Halo, I was like, ah, I'll play some Dreamcast. I played Speed Devils, and just as the- everything was getting exciting, like the game was getting weird, the chat was heating up, everything went wrong with the technology again. So, like, one point, uh, my webcam just, like, basically broke, and then OBS broke, but when OBS breaks, it, like, sort of said, came up with a message saying, you're still streaming, and people could still hear me talking. Um, but as soon as I click OK on the button, it would close OBS and I'd stop streaming. So I played for a little bit longer and then I had to stop it. And uh, then I brought, I basically came back online again streaming. Streamed for like nine more minutes. Then my camera broke again. OBS broke. And then the actual capture device from my Dreamcast broke. So everything just broke. And I was just like, ah. and then I talked to them in the chat. I was like, what do you, because they could still hear me talking, but they couldn't see the game or anything. And I was just like, what should yeah. I do? Should I, should I restart everything or, and they're like, it's fine. You can, cause it's like 3am at this point. No, no, it was maybe 2am. I can't remember. It wasn't super, like it was quite late. In the, well, early in the morning yeah. for me. So yeah, um, I decided to give it a rest and maybe I'll pick it up next week, later this week or something. I don't know. We'll see. Cause I was really enjoying it. And people, some people were jumping on like Antichrist jumped on. It was like, this game looks really good. Like no yeah. one really knows about speed devils. So, uh, right. Yeah. I so, think, um, yeah, if you actually, happy dudes asking in the chat, is there a link to the stream? If you scroll down, it's it's not the most recent, but the one just before that um, on our channel here. If you're watching through the Twitch page, yeah, um, yeah, you can check it out. There's um, hopefully you, at the start, it's just me on my own for a while, just talking to the camera on my own. But then people do jump on and start I, talking to me, which is great. <laughs> I think um, 
You know, I, I say this with love because this used to be a term for me with my name in place, but we may as well just refer to that as Graham Tech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. <laughs> just the fucking, the dominoes of technology falling down oh. as you try to do the simplest thing. So Yeah. And it's just like, uh, it was, and also it's just so annoying because it was going so well early on and then just everything just stopped. It's like. Yeah. I should say, this isn't new for Graham either. Stuff like this no. has been going on for ever since I've known him, basically. Yeah. It's like Chris will say, do this. And like, I'm just what I'm doing and it's not working. It's like, but it should work. It's like, it doesn't work. It's <laughs> I'm pressing the same oh. thing because you go, like, oh, anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on. But like, going back to last week, you guys were talking about the Balan Wonderworld demo, which I had downloaded, but I haven't actually, didn't have a chance to play at that point. I finally played it. I finished the demo. So I now know what you guys were talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Balan Knights tease does completely suck. That was just like, ugh. That's like a cute, you know, the QT event. It's just like, there's such a tease for any Knights fans and just not good at all. Uh, I don't think it's even fun from a, just a gaming perspective. It just wasn't good. It and, wouldn't, like, it wouldn't be as much of a tease if the camera didn't switch and get behind him as he's flying. Cause it's yeah. like, dude. This could have been a night game again, yeah. right here, right now. Why yeah. am I only hitting? But a you button? only expect that though. Coming into it, it's like it's so leading you into that, uh, and then it's like, oh, it's just a button press. At that point, yeah. just make it an FMV. Like, don't, yeah, don't <laughs> insult my like just time that you're gonna say like, oh, we're gonna throw in some sort of like button press, and that'll keep you happy while you watch this video. Like, fuck you, just <laughs> make it an FMV and just let me. I won't look at my phone for five seconds while this video plays. Yeah, I don't have to mash a couple buttons, uh, you assholes. Yeah, I, so disappointing that bit. Um, also, I managed to break the game at one point on the very first level because I picked up one of the costumes that you needed to jump. It's the rabbit costume, which makes you sort of float a little bit further so you could get across a longer gap. Yeah. Um, I, I decided to try and yeah. investigate something else in the world and jumped off a ledge thinking I might be able to make it and just died. When you die, you lose your costume that you're wearing. And when I respawn, I respawn right at the start of the level and basically like running along past, past like the opening bit where you find your first costume to where you get the rabbit costume again. And it wasn't there. I was like, wait, what? How, how the um, hell am I meant to finish, play this game? Like, uh, I could, basically, Rabbit Costume wasn't there again. I ran around, yeah. get, running back and forth through the level a few times, paused the game for a bit. I was like, I'm going to Google this. When I unpaused it, I couldn't find anything. When I unpaused the game, ran around, but like, about 15 minutes later, I suddenly saw the Rabbit Costume was at the very first costume point or something. Yeah. So it wasn't back where it was meant to be. It was back at the first yep. costume point, but I'd run past it like two or three times by this point, and it just wasn't there. And I was just like, okay, so I don't know. The game, maybe I didn't break the game, but at the time, it was no, just like... No, that happened to me, too. Oh. That it to sounds well. like okay. it just takes us some time to respawn, oh. and it doesn't, it's, it doesn't seem that there is any rhyme or reason of like where it spawns or how long yeah. it's going to spawn. It just means... Once you die, it's going to take some time, and you're going to have to fucking walk around and figure out where it's Which at. It's, if, if it'd be so good if it was if it just respawned in the same spot, that would be perfect because, like most games, <laughs> yeah, like most games, that's the natural thing. And like in Mario, you know, like if you die and you just got a mushroom, like you could, st- and you're on that screen, you could go back and get the mushroom again when yeah. you restart the game, and then you're good. That has pretty much kind of created a a, a, a an unwritten rule and how you do a lot of these kind of games when you're doing stuff like that. And this one just takes those rules and throws them yep. right out the door. Like, uh, I'd like to throw those little fucking 
bunny things right <laughs> off the little ledge in that game. I like throw birds, That's what that game does with the rules of video games. It's like fuck you and all the rules. We're gonna make our own game that sucks. Bad. Yeah. Uh, Very meta. But uh, that said, I really enjoyed the demo. I had a lot of fun with it. I, 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 like, what? I, 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 I thought it was a fun game. I, 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 it's not, yeah, it's not nights. I will give you that, but it's not trying to be nice, even though it looks like nights. But yeah, it's, I, I had fun. I was like, it's a fun puzzle platform. The, the fighting is pointless. They may as well not even have enemies in the game because most of them are too easy to kill and the way they randomly respawn is just weird. Um, and some of the costumes are pointless. I'll give you that. Some of them are just ridiculous. Um, like the guy who stretches really tall and there's a little hop at the end. I was like, <laughs> I used him on one little bit to get some extra gem yeah. things, wherever they are. Um, and, and also the rabbit, which I just mentioned is pretty much useless. Like there's a later level where you can get the rabbit and the pig costume. The pig costume does exactly the same as the rabbit, but can also does the ground pound sort of attack. So it basically yep. does the long jump and the ground pounds. So I was like, why am I even using this rabbit? There's no point. Yep. Literally pointless. Did you get to the boss? I finished the whole demo, so yeah. Um, okay. The boss that you kill in two hits. Was it just two hits? I can't even remember. How. Yeah, it was yeah. very quick, though. It was very quick. It, um, I, I almost think that this game doesn't even need enemies. Like, it should just be entirely puzzle-based or something, because yeah. the enemies are just barely there. Which I'd be fine with. Like, you can have some yeah. environmental things that could kill you, potentially. But yeah, just puzzles and stuff. Um yeah, but like I started exploring some of the levels. Like there's some, like there's one of the mm-hmm. demo levels where you get in the kind of clock tower thing. I started trying to jump down to different platforms. And I kind of enjoyed that thing in platform games where there's a little bit more to it than just getting to the end of the level. You can go around and explore stuff. And there's clearly areas you can go back to if you've got different costumes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in this game, basically. I'm, I'd like to see where yeah. it goes. I, it may not be the best game ever, but I'm ter- certainly interested and hopefully it holds up. And I do, there's been complaints about how the game would sort of suddenly just freeze occasionally, which did happen with me as well quite a few times. Like you'd be running along, suddenly just randomly just pauses for a second. And you're like, "Ooh, that's a bit strange." But but yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I'm going to move away from Balan. Um, choose uh, some pickups. I'll, okay. oh. I'll oh, say sorry. one thing real quick about yeah. Balan because I think Graham, you and I are in the minority of enjoying the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I left the demo overall more intrigued than disappointed, like most people. Right. Yeah. So, if you go into it thinking, "Oh, it's a new Knights game," or it's made by the same people as Knights, it looks like Knights is going to be Knights, you'll definitely be disappointed. Yeah. But I kind of already had that in my head. It's not going to be Knights, guys. Um, yep. So, I just want to see more of the worlds that they create because I think it's interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the levels looked really fascinating. Like, there was one of the levels where like there's random stuff just flying around around you, and there's like really big people in the background, kind of chilling out. You're like, yeah. "Whoa, what is going on? This is really trippy." That's, so, yeah, that was someone's complaint. Was I have no fucking clue what the story is. I'm like, no, that's fine. That's like how a lot of games used to start. There, yeah. was, unless you just let it sit on the title screen to see the story, like Toy Commander, for example. I had no idea that you were playing <laughs> as this child for years until I just let it sit on the the title screen and then this cutscene comes in and everything like i'm fine with that honestly yeah, totally. i prefer that because i'm tired of these epic trailers and these action movie stories they try to cram in if it's not a jrpg it's still a 20 minute intro video because someone's daughter was killed by a terrorist who <laughs> is really a clown and now you hate clowns and everything's a clown and you have to kill this clown all right here's your gun you know <laughs> oh man yeah, imagine if metal gear solid was like that you had to wait for the the int- they had to wait on the title screen to see the the story rather than having the story in the game. That'd be 
a Jesus. very different experience. You'd be like, what is going on? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of pickups. One of them is um, a random thing because Rob, um, who is our, well, he's, yeah, our graph- one of our graphic artists for the magazine, he did a lot of the art on the most of the latest issues. He tweeted, he sent out a tweet, I think it to all of us, taking us all in about something called the Pocket Sprite. Ah, and, oh, you um, mean Sketchcraft. Sorry, Sketchcraft, I yeah. What did I say? I did not know who you were talking about. You said Rob, and I didn't know who oh, you were sorry. talking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just called it Rob. Sorry. Sketchcraft, yeah. Um, yeah, Pocket Sprite. And it's like a little mini handheld gaming device which can play uh, Game Boy, NES, Master System, and Game Gear games. I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. This could be like the Game Gear Micro, but you can play lots of games rather than just like four games. And yeah, just to let people know, if you thought the Game Gear Micro was small, strap in. Okay, so here is the lovely Game Gear Micro. Here is the Pocket Sprite. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are the For those wondering... The same size, though? The screen is not the same size. <laughs> <laughs> it's dropped it. It's gone. It's okay. It's oh, by the way, here's the thing. I've had to strap this bright orange thing to it because the model I chose was the black model, which in the Basically, they had like three different colors. I think one was slightly purpley, one with them was see-through, and one of them was black. And on the pictures, God I thought damn. the black one looked better, but it's so black, it really hides really well. Because I've got, it turns out I've got a lot of dark areas on my desk, and I put it down one day, and I was literally like, I've lost it. Where's it gone? Like, I literally just put it down. Yeah. So I've strapped this orange thing to it so I can easily see it. <laughs> but yeah, no, the screens are not the same size. I don't know if uh, that's any clearer. It's like, it is a little bit smaller. Um, and it, it it comes through when you're trying to play any game with text in. Basically, you can't read on this bloody thing. In fact, oh do, do you remember the the, get, the lovely Game Gear Micro magnifying glass? I've now discovered yeah, a purpose that. for it. Strap it to your glasses. Oh, you can see perfectly. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, God. All right. For those who are wondering, uh, the listeners, since you can't see the Graham now has made a, uh, a redneck rigged R-Zone. It looks like a Saiyan... Like Krillin right now. Yeah, tell us the power level of that. <laughs> you fucking idiot. No, the- <laughs> for those that are wondering how small this thing is, yeah, for those that are wondering how small this thing is, yes, Graham oh, is a goddamn moron. <laughs> I love you, um, Graham. Never um, change. There's, there's a screen. I've got some Game Gear games there, but I was able to quite happily play Batman Returns on it on the Game Gear. <laughs> oh, thank um, God. But that's only because I know that game back to front because I played it to death on the Game Gear back in the day. But I tried playing oh. some games I'd never played and I was just like, I can't actually see what I'm doing. Um, and the, 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 the D-pad is absolutely, D-pad is absolutely minute and re- it's actually surprisingly hard to use. Um, whereas the Game Gear D-pad, Game Gear Micro D-pad. about that? <laughs> I mean, the, the size really of the buttons is just ridiculous. What are you expecting, Graham? Like, what, I, what? I was genuinely... The D-pad is the size of one of the... One or two face buttons on the yeah, Game Gear Micro. The kind D-pad of is that small. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus. I was expecting this to be either the similar size to the Game Gear Micro or slightly bigger. Because they were like, it's designed to be comfortable to fit in your hand. Like, we've got it to the smallest but most comfortable level to play the games. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> And yeah, if you you have to be a raccoon or I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, so it it's kind of cool because you can play lots of little games. It's very small that you can fit in your pocket very easily on your keys and stuff. But yeah, it's more of a gimmick. Well, I don't want to say it's more of a gimmick because 
it, it, it does. It yes, does. It is. Well, it, it genuinely works, and you can get some enjoyment out of it. Because I was playing the games for it for a while, but yeah, it's it, it, okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's more of a gimmick. It's. It, <laughs> I'm an idiot, but I'm glad I bought it. It's really, it's I'm about interested. two thirds the size of the Game Gear Micro. Yeah, let's just do a comparison that way. So I'm trying to get my camera leveled out. There you go. That's height wise. JMA Christmas. Yeah, width wise, I think they're, oh, they're yeah, still small. <laughs> Man. Does yeah. it, what's, what's the battery? Is it a, it's a rechargeable battery in it. So okay. you, it's USB, micro USB plug in. Um, I don't know how long the battery lasts. It seems to last a decent amount of time. Um, the annoying thing is you can't put a, a memory card in this. So it's actually only got built-in memory, um, okay. which I can't remember how big it is. But because um, Game Gear games and stuff are actually really small, only a few kilobytes, it actually you can put quite a decent amount on here. Um, the way it updates, though, is actually surprisingly efficient. You don't use a USB cable to update it. You... They've got they've got Wi-Fi built into this, so it creates its own Wi-Fi hotspot, and then you go to like um, a website, like a, like a what's it called, like an IP address on your browser on your computer. So you connect your computer to the Wi-Fi on this, okay, and then you go onto this um, uh, IP address, and it's like the menu for this, and then you just basically select games on your on your computer to put onto it. So. Yeah, and it's, it sounds it's like it's kind of like well. how the Switch does uh, <clears throat> when you. I don't know if you've seen. There was a recent update with the Nintendo Switch that it, when you want to share uh, like videos or screens that you capture, there's now an option instead of only posting on social media, it says send to phone. And when you do okay. that, it does the same thing. It creates a Wi-Fi hotspot. So then you go get your phone, and then you you uh, connect to the hotspot for the Switch. And then it sets up like some sort of transfer thing, and uh, okay, it, I tried it. It didn't work with my phone. <laughs> okay, so my phone is a piece of crap. But uh, Samsung well. Galaxy S twenty. Uh, never buying another Samsung phone again after this one. Really? Oh wow! I'm not okay. not been a fan at all. Not oh okay, it's a step back from my S ten for sure. Oh okay, interesting. Anyway, um, well, the Wi Fi hotspot on this works brilliantly. Um, so there we go. Um, yeah, and another pickup I, I got. Man, oh, sorry. I what thought you were going to say you ha- just one last thing about yeah. that thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, and it has Wi-Fi. And then I thought you were going to say you have to navigate the site through that freaking oh. <laughs> nickel-sized screen. You have to go on your Dreamcast and get a Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. You go log on to your yeah. Dreamcast web browser, and then you go to this website you go to the website and the download a dot bin file you open the dot bin file and then you run this app on your dreamcast that then updates and transfers the games to your pocket <laughs> right and that's how it works it's easy yeah it's so simple <laughs> wow just feed it to your console oh man but um i'm, I'm kind of glad i bought it because it's kind of just a fun thing to have but at the same time i'm also annoyed i bought it because yeah it's just ridiculous i think it's kind of cute i will say that it's fun keep it attached to your uh keychain gram and you know whenever you, you never know where you're at maybe you're out you know and you have to go for a poo and you're like you know what i'm gonna go for a poo and then hey wait i got yeah. this thing and you can play batman while you're i will i will say because i used to have an you emulator on my phone well, like a Game Gear emulator on my phone to play Game Gear games on my phone. And this is easier to play than the Game Gear emulator. Even though the screen was bigger on the Game Gear emulator on my phone, because the phone screen's clearly bigger than this, just the button presses is, is tactile, so you can actually do, you can actually play the games, whereas touchscreen buttons suck. But yeah, so yeah, maybe I will, Chris. Maybe I will take it to the toilet occasionally. 
Maybe I should leave it in the toilet. Drop just it have, right in there. I guess I just have it hanging next to the toilet paper. And like people be like, "What's this? Oh, games! Excellent!" Um, so there we go. Uh, yeah, and then something more exciting, which is a better purchase. I'm going to say. Um, so I mentioned it last week, and Stevie mentioned it to me the week before about this thing called the Sega Saturn Satiator. Um, and it's arrived, and it's probably got the most Japanese-looking packaging I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, just holding that for the... describe that. Okay, so what we have, audio listeners, is a very, very pink box with a panda bear on it, looking very sort of cheap. I want to say chibi style. I don't know if that's quite correct. Like big head, very it's big true. eyes, with the eyes of big S, like the S logo for Satiator in both eyes. Um, like the writing text on it is very cartoony, childlike with red green and pink writing on it um the back of it's also just very pink and it's got a big panda face on there as well and yeah so and it's, it looks that, like there should be candy inside yes basically it's like it's like the size of, about the size of a pack of playing cards that's how big the box is so it's actually quite a small box um but it's great um so I've, I've, if you guys want to know about it so i've got the gdmu on my sega dreamcast which works really well but it was a massive faff to actually set up like it actually took me googling and stuff to actually work out how to do stuff and how to actually get games onto my memory card in the right format well like basically the, the the decent way to get on my on my memory card to then having a menu that then was easy to selectable for my dreamcast the satiator i went to the website and it's like the simplest thing ever you basically drop like two files onto a blank um sd card then just drop your roms on there and it just mm. magically does it. And setting it up, there's no taking apart your Saturn or anything. I will now hold up my Sega Saturn. Um, Yay! So this is my Saturn. This is the front of my Saturn. This is the back of my Saturn. So this is the the slot at the back. Um, the little I don't know what you call it, like a little wind expansion slot area. Yeah, um, it's, an expansion. it's where you replace the battery too. So yeah, it's where you replace the, the lithium battery. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. So I just need to. There we go. It goes in the slot where the v- the video card, VCD card goes in, and this oh. is it. This is it, basically. My memory card is in the top there, if you can see that. Damn. Um, and basically you have to have um, a, a working battery, because it turns out my battery had died. But it sort of says, uh-huh. yeah, just replace that. And all you do is slot it in. Hmm. The memory card can pop out freely if you need it to. Um, yeah, and then it magically works. And it turns out it was perfect Pretty time... Bad. <laughs> it turns out it was perfect timing for this because I haven't touched my Saturn for a few years actually, and it turns out the CD drive is dead, like completely oh, dead. Shit. Like I basically before I put the satiator in, I decided to just test out a game on it to see if it was working, and it just kept. It, as soon as you put the lid down, it just freezes. It might sometimes try and load the games, uh-huh. freezing. I was like, oh my game's broken, so I tried out three other games, and they were all just not working. They were perfectly clean on the other side. I'm like. This is fucked. Then I tried the satiator out and it just worked magically. So I'm really happy about that. Um, yeah, once, wow. One slightly annoying thing is my action replay 4M cart, which I used to use to play like Japanese games, is now dead, apparently. The Saturn just does not register it exists. Um, Scotty's holding up one, for example. Um, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. But the good thing is the satiator will play multi region games, basically. Um, and that's the other thing about satiator. You, you don't need to replace the CD drive or anything. So if you have got a CD drive that works, you can play games off your SD card, but also you can play your physical CD game still quite happily. Um, so it's really cool. Um, yeah. So all you do is ba- basically turn it on, 
And with the lid is shut, it just automatically boots up the satiator. If you want to play a CD game, you press reset and it re- resets the Saturn to go to the CD. Um, and it can have up to a terabyte uh, memory card in there. So basically every Saturn game that exists, it, you can basically pretty much put on there. Um, nice. So yeah, so I was playing, I was just testing out a few of the games I already own on, on CD. I decided to put the, download the ROMs and test them out. I was like, it's, and it works because um, it's, it, it's not an emulation. It's using the original hardware. So, um, like some games which do not emulate well at all, like for example, Tomb Raider doesn't emulate well at all, um, runs perfectly on this. Um, so yeah. And then I had another bit of fun thing that, um, I've got this little device here, which you plug, yeah, like the, um, the, the yellow, white and red cables in the like component cables into this. And then it goes into HDMI. So I could do some recording to my, um, capture device. This little device I'd actually lost, and then I found it, and it doesn't work. It's dead. So I had to, or- I had to order another one, which arrived today, and I tested it out, and it does work. Uh, so thank God for that. But um, yeah, so hopefully I'll be able to actually stream some Saturn games now as well. So all exciting um, stuff. So I just have a question, okay. and also uh, this is, I don't know, I think you went the route that Maybe I should go instead of a Polymega because the Polymega is a near seven hundred dollars solution. Mm-hmm. This looks like a two hundred dollars solution. How much was that thing? I think it was around two hundred dollars. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it, this that you're it's still going to be dependent on that Saturn working. Like if it's not right, if, right, if, right. If the motherboard, if something fries on that, you're still playing on old hardware. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least with the Polymega, it's it's one self-contained unit, uh, and it can do all these things. Uh, I, I definitely, this is the best way to, to play in, and on original hardware. I could totally understand where you're coming from, Graham. I'm, <laughs> I want to do the same thing with my MVS. Um, I get it. Uh, but I, I think there's just, I think there's room for both of these things yeah. to exist. You know, like there's, there's people like you, Graham, that want to play on the original hardware. Um, there's both of us want to do that, but there's also this other sector that, uh, wants the polymega. And I think for us, you draw a Venn diagram. We're in between both of them. Because, oh yeah, you know, like we're all wanting the Polymega, and we all want these things too. Yeah, uh, so that that's that's the deep. thing. Yeah, you completely hit the nail on the head there, Chris. That I think value yeah. for money, the Polymega at the end of the day is better because for that for all that seven hundred dollars, you're getting all the adapters for all the old retro consoles, and it's a yeah, modern system which you can plug into HDMI so that it just works on HDMI, so you don't have to faff around with these extra, you know, adapters that I've been trying to play with to, just to get a game running on a, <laughs> like, connected to my computer and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was fascinated by this, though, and I'm so glad I bought it because it is actually, it just works really well. It's it's so much easier to use than the GDMU um, uh, system Sounds and stuff. Like yeah, I... I, I was amazed at how easy it was just to slot in and I was just expecting to have to faff around a bit. And it's just like, Oh, it just works. Like this well, is that's also the, too, like the, the Saturn, there are other, there's been SD card reader talks of the dreamcast, whatever else, but it, the Saturn was just a very user friendly, like accessible console. Just like you showed with that compartment door on the back. Yeah. Just like uh, the, uh, and, and I only know that from replacing my Saturn, battery multiple times but to do that on the dreamcast you have to like take it apart if you want to yeah. replace that battery yeah i looked into that and i was like oh yeah this is a bit crazy um but yeah, yeah so that's the one thing if you were to get the satiator make sure your battery's working just just order a battery just in case because that's what i did yeah those um, are cheap yeah they're really cheap see our twit well, th- 2032 yeah it's the one yeah um, 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So check it out, everyone. Satiator for the Saturn. Woo! Hell yeah. Yeah. Big fan. So cool. Um, so that is the my week, basically. Wow. Sorry. I don't know if that took too That's long. That's our hour long intro, everybody. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, um, do you guys want to take a break and come back to the mail sack, or what do you think? Uh, well, I could power through because we'll take a break of the next. Uh, yeah, segment. we could do. We've only got one bit of mail sack, I think, haven't we? Anyway, so yeah. From so let us move on to this week's mail sack. Here it is, where you ask us stuff and we answer it. Hooray! There we go. And there you go, Scotty. You now may play your guitar. No ukulele. I keep calling guitar. Tiny guitar. I don't know. Yeah, it's technically not a guitar, but we're just Wikipedia it. Anyway, it's time for the mail sack. What? I was going to say that's the pocket sprite guitar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was only $200, and I can get it lost. I can lose it in my room real quick. Um, So we did get a question in Discord. If you guys do want to hop into our Discord, you can join that, and you can also ask questions now if you'd like to shout out something, but we had Mr. Haru ask, what games would you add and Knuckles Part 2? For example, his part in Sonic 3 and Knuckles was the game's quote-unquote hard mode with unique content, more aggressive boss encounters, Mm. and different routes. I'll add to that, he also cannot jump as high as Sonic and Tails in the game. But he Um, he can climb walls and glide. He sure can. So if no one's noticed in the background, I do have my Knuckles and Knuckles. I have uh, one of those bead art of knuckles gliding and for christmas rachel got me one of those kind of cell phone holding like it's knuckles he's just got his hands out to hold whatever you put in his hand so i thought i'd make a knuckles and knuckles tribute and he's so knuckles is holding knuckles and knuckles <laughs> memes are fun everybody um so his idea is what game would you add essentially a hard mode to hmm. the equivalent of of what sonic 3 knuckles did is that yes, exactly okay Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. Um. So, and they did kind of uh, adapt this also to Mania, Sonic Mania, because they had um, uh, you could play as Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Squirrel. Both their game iterations are completely different. Mighty's like an easy mode because he kind of gets one hit with his uh, armadillo armor essentially, and but Ray is a more difficult mode with his flying and like trying to thread the needle as you go through the different zones and stuff. So it's okay. interesting that they brought back what they did back in '93 with um Sonic Three and Knuckles. Um, so you could really do this to any platformer, I guess. Um, I was trying to think of other platformers from the Genesis days, like uh the Quackshot or any of the Disney games. Like, I feel like you could throw another Disney character in. Um, uh, yeah, that's good. You know, m- maybe have, um, maybe have like if you did a uh, World of Illusion where you're playing as Donald and Mickey, maybe have a mode where you play as Pluto instead. And maybe he could like dig underground and get items that you need. Or like maybe he has a harder time jumping up to areas because he doesn't have thumbs to grab onto a rope. So you have to like, kind of create a mechanism to launch yourself up instead or something like mm. that. Um, I literally thought of that right now at the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, show. Actually. Uh, D- the Disney games would be a great one. Like Aladdin, yeah, any, for example. I was trying to think of other... Like you yeah, could have Aladdin good, playing sorry. as Abu or something. So like he wouldn't have a sword. He'd just run along like trying to jump on things. I don't know. Like 
Yeah, yeah, maybe he instead of attacking, you had to find ways to like dive under guards' legs or something. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and he might his his, his better ability might be that he could climb fast or just be that little bit quicker than Aladdin, but also just weaker mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah. Maybe he, you know how you use, um, apples in that game? Like they're yeah. your weapon. You just throw apples at people. Maybe Abu can only carry one apple at a time as a weapon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a tiny dude. I'm trying to look back at my Genesis games to see if I can think of other mm. platformers that can use this. Yeah. Good idea. Turn the hunt. Um, but, uh, that's, it's a cool idea. I like this question. I like this question and I'm surprised that in my years of Sega themed podcasting that I have not had to think about this before. Yeah. That's, I, I'd like to go the almost the reverse route and have an easy mode for a game, which would be the Echo the Dolphin games. Um, like, Ugh. I don't know if you could play as some other aquatic creature or whatever, but yeah, cause some something of those they can just breathe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, something that I don't know. Yeah, some other like you could be a turtle or something. You might be a little bit slower, but you, I don't know. You're harder. You're harder to kill, and I don't know. Just take your time, you, and you don't get affected by the wind blow or the air blowing you and stuff. Because uh, those are the bits I always found really tough when air is pushing you, and you're trying to push a block down. You got to try and go behind the block so you don't get hit. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, driving me nuts. But yeah. Um, man, I, I can add to that. How about if you're a hermit crab? Because that way you can like cower into your shell to not get blown <laughs> by the wind but also you have a claw that you can attack like the sharks and the octopus and stuff now that sounds good yeah there you go echo the yeah, hermit crab so <laughs> echo echo what would his what would the hermit crab's name be oh, echo the God. dolphin and, and echo and what's another like sound type thing like you got echo 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 and doppler draw <laughs> Doppler the crab. Doppler Herbert, the crab. Thank you, okay. Tornado Jones in the chat. Herbert, Herbert yes. the crab. That works. That makes more sense as a nineties yeah. pun thing. <laughs> Chris, you got anything? Uh, yeah, th- I, w- I was trying to think what game I would have liked to have seen something like this with. And one that comes to mind would be- have been Sword of the Berserk on, oh, okay. on Dreamcast. And what I would have liked to have seen with it, what really would have been awesome was if they would have allowed different uh, characters that you could unlock in the game, then you could play through them and use those characters to play through the game, not using guts anymore. Yeah. Like, Casca would have been a good one, which would have made the game much harder uh, because she is not anywhere near as... Uh, you know, physically strong as guts, you can't you know move as fast and jump. So you could do some things with that to make the game harder, um, just by using you know maybe Casca or there's many other characters. Griffith would have been a great one, um, but there's that would have been cool. And in addition to the different characters you could use, you could have added different routes. I would have loved to see that. Like they could have added just different parts of the city, you know, maybe build some little extra areas or something um, that allowed you a little bit more exploration. I think the game does do that a little bit in where you can go in mm. some of the segments. Um, and then some of the boss encounters too. I remember with that game, Zod was the very hardest boss. Uh, his second, I guess his final, you know, version of Zod when he becomes a demon that you, you see uh, that, Beating him was really, really hard when I played that and beat through that game originally. Uh, I spent an entire, like, Saturday or Sunday, I remember, because I was I was off work. Um, I remember I was still in the Air Force. And I was like, I'm going to play this game, and I'm going to beat it. And it took me so long to get past that one stage. After that, I, di- I did it. The main boss was so easy compared to him. 
And I would have liked to have seen some, maybe some different, uh, you know, something that they could have done differently with the bosses in that game. Cause I, I think that was ended up being kind of a weak area in that game with mm. some of the bosses because Zod, like I said, he wasn't even the main boss of the game by far harder than some of the other bosses. And I think that could have been tweaked a little bit and adding some more difficult bosses would have made that game a lot harder. And I think that would have been fun. So there's yeah. my pick. Nice. I was thinking overall of a game that did this kind of good, kind of did this kind of well, but uh, Little Nemo in Little Nemo the Dream Master on NES. You guys ever played that one? Never even heard of it. Fuck, because maybe it's an American only thing. Um, and then that made me think, like, holy crap, Little Nemo! You are you're the Dream Master, not uh, Freddy Krueger, but you are in this dream world and you have these different costumes to get through different portions of the level. Balan wonder world should have taken any notes from this game. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I thought I like, I like all those though. I think that's good stuff. I think, uh, and, um, did you guys have anything else to add? Cause we actually got a question in the chat. Oh, no, let's hear it. Um, and tornado Jones asks in the Twitch chat right now, live questions. Pulling a story from the Discord, if Megavisions was to add demo discs or floppy drive floppy drives to the physical magazine releases, what would your two picks be, por favor? So, like, mm. if we had two demos, maybe even just two videos or two things that you would definitely put on the demo disc included with the um, magazine. Ooh. Can I give us some behind the scenes stuff real quick before I'll let you guys? Sure. I'll let you guys think. So, mm. we actually did have a deal in place that we were going to have uh, an actual demo disc in I guess it would have been the last issue, issue 9 uh, and the, it ended up falling through the the, the publisher couldn't get us the uh, the amount of uh, discs that we needed for, for this demo I would love at some point in the future to do something like that I think that's such a neat idea and what I would want personally to do on it would be to do something where people can play in indie, uh, whether it's Dreamcast or Saturn, just independent Sega video games, like demos and other things like that. And it could maybe be a way to just spread awareness of some of these like really small the games like this Draskula game. You know, like maybe some, they would have a Kickstarter coming up down the line and they say, hey, we have this demo ready. Let's put it on here and maybe people can find it. Stuff like that. I think demo discs are awesome. I loved them growing up. I would love for something like that to return. Mm. Um, but going back to Tornado's question, I'll hand it over to you guys. Uh, I thought of one that, um, and yeah, demo discs are great because like I have Dreamcast magazine demo discs and one of them has like a toy commander thing that wasn't released in the U S on it and stuff like that. So it's, you got, you got gems on gems. Um, but I, uh, if, if we're keeping in mind with like indie games, then I would love us to have Elysian Shadows on it Ooh. because A, I am excited for that game. B, that would mean that that game finally got released. Um, <laughs> yeah, Elysian Shadows is a JRPG that's being made for Dreamcast, ideally, and also PC. The Kickstarter ended a while ago. Um, it's it's in it's like got a story behind it. Something like that yeah, it's now. got a it's got a story behind it. We'll just say that much. But look up Elysian Shadows if you're feeling mm-hmm. if you got some time to kill. Um and I couldn't really think of another one, so I'll just say the potential game that will release called Demons Ate My Neighbors, the spiritual successor to Zombies Ate My Neighbors that 
their Kickstarter came and went, uh, and it is going to come back again. Um, they're just kind of building more things and getting more prepared for a, uh, a better Kickstarter okay. overall. But Demons Ate My Neighbors would be cool to have on there. I was, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, definitely a good one, Scotty. So, for me, which it did get a demo released actually, but it'd be cool to have if we had it in a magazine, which was Intrepid Izzy. Um, yeah. So if you don't know about that, as a, a game that's actually been released on Steam, um, uh, and also it's coming on Dreamcast as well. The Dreamcast version is not being released yet. Um, they're still working on like fixing any bugs and stuff and making it um, the best version possible for the Dreamcast because once it launched on Dreamcast, you can't really update it. Um, so yeah, that's a game. I, when they released the demo, I, I got to, we got to play it. And I think we did a preview of it actually on the website and stuff. And I thought it was a great game, so I'm really I was really enjoying it. So I think having a game like that on the magazine would be freaking awesome. Um, and I mean, are we looking at like potential future games, or are we talk about like old school games as well? That like a game we wanted to would have loved to have seen on there. Um, so another game that changed to mind though was actually Arcade Racing Legends, the recent Dreamcast release, the driving game. Like having, I think having a playable demo of that would have been cool. Um, or Teenage Genesis, any games. So yeah. another game I'd have loved to have in the magazine would be Toy Commander. The demo for Toy Commander blew my mind when I first played that on the Dreamcast. I'd love to have like that, that game. Um, or even like the, the, the special Christmas or the summer Toy Commander demo disc. Cause, um, those are so much fun. It was a summer one. The summer one was there's a beach mission, like one of the rooms had been turned into like a beach and stuff. Um, I'm sure I've told hmm. to mention this on the show before. I don't know if it's only released in the UK, in the UK magazines, but Google it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't made this up, but there was a mission which was, it was just exclusive for the summer. Um, Ouch. and I got really excited. It's like, Oh my God, they're making us a toy commander too. Uh, that's going to be amazing. They just turned out as just like a fun demo that they just stuck onto a disc. And I was like, this is still really awesome. Okay. That's creepy. I picked up my phone and I started to type in toy commander. I've not searched this before, but the first thing it says toy commander summer special. Oh. I have not searched that. I they're listening. You Google either Google or Siri is listening to you there or Cortana. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Actually, sorry, completely randomly, I was going to mention this at the start. Did you know Google um, Chrome, like, um, what are they, they called? The Google Dot things or whatever, the little talking devices you have. I can't remember what they're called. Like, oh. you know, the like Alexa, Alexa speakers, they've got the Google ones. That yeah, connects Google Home. Google Home. That connects to my Xbox, so I can actually use it to command Netflix and stuff. Oh, Which, okay. Because um, it, was, it was bizarre. I... I I think I said basically we had we paused Netflix, and then I said something and, and I mentioned Google or something, and then said something else, and suddenly the Netflix started playing. And I was like, "Wait, what? Why? Why did that suddenly start?" And then, yeah, and then I worked out recently that I can use Google Chrome to control my next Netflix on my Xbox. Which, how has that happened? <laughs> What's magic. going on? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. I also don't All see right, anything I'm ready about for this summer add-on. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Um, so there we go. Those are our games that we want to talk about. Sorry, that random talk. So yes, with that, we will take a very quick break. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Bathroom break. Quick, quick cough up on the old drinks and see you in a few minutes. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for waiting, everybody. We are back. So, yes, we are moving on to this week's feature discussion, which is, uh, the topic is Sega's announced 2021 releases. God, that's a mouthful. But yeah, basically we're going to be looking at 
the upcoming games that Sega's got planned to release this year, and we're going to go through some of them and have a quick chat and, I guess, a little mini debate about them. So, yeah, Chris, buddy, this is all your bag, so if it's okay, I'm going to let you introduce this one. Far away. If you think the name of this topic was a mouthful, Graham, just wait until how many games I've got in store for you. We'll see if they can uh, all fit in that mouth of yours there. (laughs) Well, let's let's find out. The idea of this is, you know, it's a new year, uh, still relatively new in the, in the year, but I think it's important that we take a look at like everything that Sega has on the docket for this year and just kind of think about like if that's strong, if it's weak, what could they do, you know, maybe at the midpoint of the year? Because a lot of this stuff doesn't have a lot of these games aren't firmed up. They don't have firm release dates. A lot of the stuff in the first and second quarter do. But as we move into like, you know, beyond June, you're just getting like 2021 releases and things like that. So we think maybe Sega will be able to do some stuff and make some decisions and, and things in the latter half of the year to to ensure that they end on a strong note. So let's get into the games. The first game actually released on the 28th of uh, January. It was uh, the Yakuza Remastered Collection. This came to PC, the PlayStation 4... And on Xbox. Uh, have you guys played this at all? I know that, uh, Graham, I know you have been downloading the, the ones on uh, Game Pass, I believe, right? So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I um, randomly logged on to the Xbox. I didn't even realize this was actually coming out. <laughs> I logged on to my Xbox and like just thought, oh, what's what's available on Game Pass? It's like new releases. All the Yakuza games was like, right there. I was like, Ooh, and then I st- at the end it of must be my birthday exactly, and then there was like a little uh, Yakuza remastered collection box. I was like, "Ooh, is that the same thing as all of those?" And I clicked on it, and it basically started downloading all of them. So I was like, "Oh, that's easy. I don't have to click on all of them." So very exciting, uh, but I haven't actually played them yet. So um, yeah, I yeah. need to uh, I need to I need to sit, sit down and play some. Um, so yeah. The idea of this is it, it basically is uh, Yakuza 0 all the way to Yakuza 6 in, in one collection. However, the PC and Xbox versions, uh, Yakuza 6 doesn't come until March for those. So it's coming in a little bit as an update. Uh, so that is our first release from Sega this year. It came on the 28th, uh, like I said, on, on PS4, Xbox, and PC. The second release that we have up is Persona 5 Strikers. It's going to be coming on the 23rd of February. It's going to be coming on PC, uh, PlayStation 4, and Switch. Now, guys, I'll be honest. I've not been following Persona 5 Strikers much. Are you at all Persona guys? Are you all into these games? Is this something you might be interested in? So I have not played a single Persona game. Um, I know they exist. I know people love them, Like especially the last couple of games that came out. Everyone's... That's weird. I don't know they've been around for a long time, and suddenly the last couple of games, everyone was like, oh my god, these are amazing. So it seemed like... Well, oh, Scotty's, Scotty's got a disagreement there. Well, no, you're right. The first two were on PS1. Maybe the third one was as well, or maybe the third one was PS2. Um, the first two were much darker. Right, uh, okay. Persona 4 Golden was, I think, um, where it, it hit its stride in the US, or at least just outside of Japan, I should say. Um, because it had a lot more like noticeable aesthetic, I guess you could say, because the first two games were very just like straight up dark, like hot topic. The JRPG is what it looked like if you knew nothing about it. Almost um, hot topic, the 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 store, I mean, the clothing store, whatever yeah. they are now. 
Um, so in Persona Five, dude, that game is all about style, like the like jazzy trailers that they had and stuff going for him. Um, I played Persona Four Golden a little bit on my Vita. Uh, but that was a long time ago, and essentially the reason I got a PlayStation TV to try it, because it, it, when that game was out, it was a moment in my life where like everyone else was playing it, and I still had no idea how people could play more than one JRPG at a time, or anything other than a JRPG. Um, so I've never really dove into that much. Uh, I did play a little bit of um, Arena, Persona 4, Golden Arena super hyper happy time whatever the hell it's called anymore um it's a fighting game so if you know this if you know the characters if you like the the universe then this will probably be cool for people i i doubt i'll grab it unless we like need it for a thursday night throwdown or something yeah um but it's cool that it exists that's what they do it's it's following the persona release formula is there's usually the main game then there's a fighter then there's maybe a random roguelike thing like that persona q game or whatever so uh, so this one is uh you guys are familiar with Dynasty Warriors though, right? Yeah. So this is yeah. a cross between it's between Persona and and Dynasty Warriors. Oh, so you're okay. it's oh. one of those type of games. It's developed by Omega Force and P Studio. So this is not an Atlas game necessarily. Uh mm-hmm. this is kind of a crossover game. And so the one interesting thing is it does feature a continuation of the storyline for Persona 5. And so a lot okay. of that stuff that is, so if you're, you know, if you like Persona 5 and you're invested in those characters and stuff, just know that this is, a, there is a continuation of the storyline. The gameplay is going to be a lot different than what you're used to, but they're, they've brought over a lot of the core elements and some of the, um, the mechanics from Persona 5 into this universe. So it's kind of a weird amalgamation of, you know, like what Koei Tecmo does with their Dynasty Warriors style of games and then also this. They've been doing this kind of stuff for years with different franchises and stuff and just kind of mix yep. in with that. I think Berserk even had one a couple years ago on the Vita, which was actually really good. And so I'm I'm kind of interested in this. It's I, I've not finished Persona 5 myself, um, but I will, um, I will be definitely jumping into this. I think Brett is... Yeah reviewing this for the website so we will have a review of persona 5 strikers uh but uh yeah so we get some some atlas action really early um i mean it's, it's february late feb we get a persona 5 game i think that's pretty good jumping into march brings us two point hospital jumbo edition by way of two point studios this is a sega published primarily it came out first i think on pc yeah. uh, but now we're uh, it's coming over to the ps4 and switch in this Jumbo edition, uh, which and, and, oh, I'm sorry, Xbox One as well. It's going to be coming on March 5th. It's going to have all the DLC, um, including the final two packs that are going to be all coming. So mm. you get everything. I know Marson is a big fan of Two Point Hospital. Uh, I think he's played uh, the first version of that um, ages ago. So this is a big deal to him. I know he's really excited about it. These these games don't do a lot for me personally. I don't know about you guys, but I do think the the visual style that they have going on in this game is, is I, I like it. I like what it's got going on. Hmm. This is a game I really want to get into. I've, ne- I've never actually played. I think I actually own it on Steam, but I've never had a chance to actually sit down and properly play it. It's one of those games I feel like I need to actually take the time and like, know that I've got like a full afternoon to sit down and play a game because I love the old um, like theme park games. I played a bit of um, Theme yeah. Hospital back in the day and I really, I do enjoy those games, but it's not like a, five minutes sit down and quickly play especially if you're 
learning the ropes of how to actually play the game. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't know. Other stuff's just going the way, I guess it's kind of fallen by the wayside, but maybe I'll try and look at getting this one on the Xbox one or something. Cause that's where I play most of my games these days. Um, yeah. Oh, you're not on your, your, your little pocket handheld? Oh, <laughs> if you get, if, <laughs> Sega, this is an announcement for Sega. Get it on the pocket sprite. It's 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 the way forward, guys. Come on. I could take two it everywhere with me. Hospital. It's two Literally. pixel hospital. Yeah, two pixel hospital. That's what we call it. Two point inch screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's the two point hospital jumbo edition. Uh, next up, April 9th, uh, we have Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, this comes from Arc System Works. Now, this is a game that you could say is not technically a Sega game, uh, but uh, Anti-Chris has been very adamant that he wants to cover Guilty Gear, uh, the Guilty yep. Gear series. But you could say technically it is kind of a Sega game, too, because Sega is publishing it in Japan, uh, whereas Arc System Works is publishing it in North America and then Bandai Namco in Europe. Uh, it's gonna. I said uh, April 9th. Uh, it's coming out to the PC and the PS4 and 5. I'm not that familiar with the Guilty Gear franchise, but I know that uh, this is there's a lot of excitement about this release coming up. Uh, have you guys ever played any of these these games before? Uh, no, I know I know that I I've been told I should because the music is really good in them. Uh, it's very like rock and metal based, like speed metal theme songs for every character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the game is solid too. I, I've mentioned I'm not into fighters, so I, maybe I'll watch some people play it, but I don't think I'll be picking this mm. one up. It uh, apparently retains the the anime like technique, the animation from Guilty Gear Zerd, uh, and I didn't realize there's t- been 24 games in the Guilty oh, Gear like series. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, this is the seventh mainline installment, but I guess in all of the the franchise, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was. I'll be honest. Uh, Man, yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, it's technically not. I mean, it's. It's in Japan, but it's it's out there. It's on the list. Uh, next up, still in April, uh, on the 22nd, Humankind is releasing Woo-hoo-hoo. by way of Amplitude Studios. And guess what, guys? It's coming to Mac, PC, and and it's coming to the Google Stadia. So, hey-o. Sega. Not, the po- not the pocket sprite just yet. Come on. You can do it. Um, wow. So... Has, am I getting crazy? Has this hasn't been released yet? Then this no. this was announced like three years ago, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was two years ago. Exactly two years ago, or something. This yeah. was the the uh, AAA title that Sega was like, "We've got a new AAA IP coming out. Come on, guys! Yeah, get ready, get uh, excited!" Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's going to be something amazing!" Pan's Dragoon. Do you think, do you think that they have something when you go in and you're a new PR person, like coming into Sega, and they're like, "Look." We do this thing to our fans, like maybe every two to three years. It, they, they love it. They love it. So what we do, whenever we have a new game coming out, we're going to put out this tweet. And it's going to be like, buckle up, bitches. There's a new, brand new IP that Sega's coming out with. They don't know that it's just going to be this PC game. They're going to expect this game from Japan. And that's the where we get them every single time. <laughs> I feel like they've got something because it never fails. Like the old... It, it's, Every year or something, they will release some sort of tweet, and it riles us up. We've been like, we've been dealing with this since like what two thousand one or two thousand two when Sega oh, right. uh, discontinued the Dreamcast. Like, we are just like wounded lovers that just want <laughs> some 
bit of attention and just like here you go we still acknowledge you do, like, yeah. do you reckon the ceo of sega is actually just the troll meme that little that little cat's or cartoon character like, <laughs> that's all it is <laughs> he he just loves trolling us because sega is maybe, the ultimate trolls, maybe i think but, yeah. um, but this is kind of like connect a, this to sonic is the thought process <laughs> sonic loves this thing so maybe this game you'll love as well sonic sonic lives in the human world now so humankind yeah sonic i feel go. bad for this game because it did i think it, it got off to like a little bit of a rocky start mm. with the fan base because the, we were expecting something quite a bit different um what it is it's it's more it's like a 4x game similar to the Civ- civilization series uh but you're going to be leading a humankind through six different eras of like our you know civilization uh, so you'll be able to, you know, develop us from really early basic into cities and, you know, developing military type things. Um, I'm interested in it. Are you guys familiar with Amplitude Studios? Off yeah. Now? They... What else have they done, Greg? Oh, oh I'm actually have, I'm gonna have to, I'm going to have to Google it now because um, I feel like they did another 4X game, didn't they? Um, Jesus. What was that? There's one what, in space. There's an, there was one in space. Oh, endless there? something. Endless. Um... End of space. <laughs> and they it did endless dungeon as well. Um, end of space. End of dungeon. So I, I guess endless it. humankind just doesn't have the ring. Yeah. It, but um, oh, and apparently they did dungeon of the endless. Um, <laughs> great, great name. <laughs> it's still going too. But end of space. I played a tiny bit of end of space, and that was surprisingly decent. And we did actually do a review of it in one of our early digital magazines. Um, I can't remember who actually reviewed is it, that, but is that the one on DS? Or am I thinking of um, Infinite Space? That's Infinite Space on the DS. No. Yeah, okay. and, and the it's space like endless. Cool. It's similar, but it's just not. There's not an end to it. It's infinite. <laughs> the space is the same, but it's different. So. All bad, all bad names. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> but I mean, they've they've got ex- the development studio behind this has got experience in this field. Um, they they have had seen some success on PC with this sort of game, so it you know it could actually end up being a pretty decent game. And as you say, Chris, I feel like it got off to a rocky start just with the way that Sega announced it was not good at all. I think that put sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Put a sour taste in my mouth to be to be honest. And I, that's yeah. not the way to approach these things. I completely know that. I know it's not rational, but. You know, at the same time, it's like, oh, that's kind of annoyed me. But I'm going to try and give it as, as the best shot I can. So I might try and actually see if I can pick it yeah. up when it releases. And- the thing you, I think you have to try to keep in mind, and I think this is for most gamers, um, and we don't do that. We're so quick to jump and just judge stuff. But <clears throat> keep in mind that the people at Amplitude, they weren't the ones that had anything to do with how yeah. Sega tweeted that out. It's the same thing with, like, Sony No Man's Skies. Like, they have no in charge of that they are like they are like focused on making this game so i feel bad from from that standpoint that Mm -hmm. it got some negative press but i do think looking at sega like from that moment up to now they have been supporting it from a marketing standpoint i think quite well i get emails from sega every week about this game where there's like new dev diaries new Mm -hmm. stuff so there i i feel like this is is an important release for Sega on the PC side, and so as from a marketing standpoint, I think they're doing fine with what they do for this type of game. I think mm. it's fun. Um, I think it, it, it did get out of the gate a little bit, uh, you know, but it's. I think it's going to be fine. So, cool. uh, man, April is a big month for Sega because we have the Guilty Gear Strive, and then with Humankind, and then a day later 
we have Judgment Remastered on April 23rd. Um, also coming to the Stadia, which, wow, I guess they're trying to rush in all that shit before, before Stadia just goes kaput. Um, but then it's also coming to the PS4 and the, uh, the Xbox series, the X and the S. Mm. So this is a remastered version of Judgment, uh, which came out a couple years ago. Uh, it's by, uh, Yakuza Studios. Uh, this is what, it's, it's a little bit of a different take, uh, on the, uh, Yakuza series with an all new protagonist, uh, Takayuki y- Yagami. I've not played this game and I, it was one of those I've always been on my radar. And so the fact that this got announced, I was super happy with it. And I'm like, I'm down. It's, it's retail. It's going to retail for $40. Is it going to be a digital only oh, okay. release? But this game did generate quite a lot of uh, discussion on Twitter about the whole idea between, I forget what they, what Sony calls it, but it's the, essentially if you buy the game on the PS4 or the, you know, then you get the free upgrade on the PS5. Right smart upgrade or smart pass or some stupid thing like that. This isn't having it. This doesn't have that. So a lot of people are mad. And honestly, I don't, I don't get that because I don't think this release is necessarily targeted at those other players that have already bought it. It's not trying to get you to buy it again, necessarily. I think it's more for those people that did not buy this game. The first go around that have upgraded to new hardware and are looking for this game to play for the first time. And if you look at it that, yes, the game released two years ago, um, but I don't think that it's so Sega necessarily doing something uh, that's morally wrong to not give it to you free on the PS5 because you bought it on the PS4 two years ago. Mm. I don't think that you deserve that. But that's what a lot of people are saying, and, and they feel that, they should get it for free because they bought it on the PS4, or the Xbox. Um, hmm. I don't know what you guys think. Actually, sorry, can I just double check something? So in our notes here, it says PS4, Stadia, and Xbox X and S. Is it coming on the PS5? I believe so. It okay. should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it originally, I think, released on the PS4. I believe that yeah. should say PS5. I think that's a typo. Oh, okay, cool. No. Um, yeah, because I was about to say that's really weird that it's on the X and S but also only on the PS4. Like, I was like, what? That's weird. But no, that it makes is sense. coming to PS5. Yeah, yes. that's fine. PS5, okay, cool. S, and Stadia, and S in, in the right. Stadia. Cool. Now that's, um, I'm, I'm excited for this because, um, yeah, this is a game I actually was quite interested in, but never got to play it. Um, I do own a PS4 now, but um, I probably will try and pick it up, um, the remastered version. So, yeah. It's, 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 as you say, it's, it's made by the Yakuza Studio, even though it's not, Technically, it's not a Yakuza game, but it's like from the other side, you are playing a uh, detective, basically. So you're solving crimes rather than being a criminal. And I don't know, it sounded really good. Has there ever been a more prolific Sega studio than Yakuza Studios? Like, it seems like they're putting out high quality games like every other year. Like, what? Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The amount of Yakuza games. I know that they've been making the Yakuza games in Japan. There was a period of time that they weren't coming here, but. And it just seems like they are cranking out games this year. Like, they took a break from making Yakuza games to make Judgment a couple of years ago. And then they're still making uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon and yeah. you know, all these other games. I just, I feel like there is not, man, there's not been very many Sega studios that have just been able to turn out this many high-quality games, release after release, for this uh, long a time. 
up to a point, uh-huh. I would have said Sonic Team up until like Xbox 360 era, because before then they had all the Saturn games they released and stuff were freaking amazing. Like they were top level. Um, but, um. Uh, I know that. I that's that's probably brought up a whole side conversation. Um, I don't know if they'd be considered a Sega studio, but Platinum Games was on a roll for a while there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. For sure. I guess uh, you could maybe Bayonetta. consider MTU in a way, but they were working for Sega with all the uh, mm. with all their releases. They were, but... yeah, they were kind of more in house than a. Yeah. Um, yeah, Red Jaguar in the chat has a good point. AM2 Studios oh. between their arcade and. Yes. Um, Porting those to the AM studios, Saturn yeah. and and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So there's been a couple, but I mean, not as uh, not as big of games, and I be, I mean that in terms of the world within the games as the Yakuza. But yeah, there's mm. been some successful studios though. Yeah. I've still been playing like a dragon. I've been <laughs> I play it almost every day. I love love that game, and so I'm really interested in jumping back into. It. I think after. After playing Like a Dragon with its turn-based combat style, I'll be ready to jump back into kind of the more traditional action-oriented Yakuza mm-hmm. uh, combat style. So that's Judgment Remastered. That will wrap up April's uh, release, and that's kind of the first quarter of of this year, the calendar year. And that really ends also the the firm announced dates that we have uh, everything from here on out. I want to say is basically like TBA in 2021, um, but it's supposed to come out this year. Uh, our first up, we have PSO two new Genesis. So this, you guys probably heard about this. It's, it's kind of a, it's not an expansion really, I guess it's, it's, it's going to coexist alongside PSO two. And so there are essentially going to be two standalone games that are going to be operating at the same time. Your characters can jump back and forth between each one, but they only can bring over certain things. Like, I don't think your Masetta can carry over and things like that, but certain items and experience and, and that stuff does. Uh, but it's it seems to be making a much more action-oriented um, and more of a true open-world game, Ooh, whereas, interesting. whereas before, you know, PSO... And PSO2 has been about, you You have like a more of a larger hub world, you know, when you're at the ship, mm. you interact with everyone, and then you kind of go on your missions, and in those missions, they're much smaller little cluster worlds almost, where people can come in and out, but generally speaking, it's a much smaller amount of people. Well, I don't know how many people they're going to allow, you know, in certain sections and things like this, but it sounds like it's it's meant to really broaden the whole world of PSO and, and bring it, I guess, more in line to what you see with some of the other RPGs. Uh, hmm. But another thing they're, they're boosting a lot is the character creation uh, and a lot of the outfits and things like that. So that's all getting revamped. It looks great. I think the game's supposed to, uh, on the technical side, I think it runs at a faster frame rate or something along those lines. So there's some a lot of technical upgrades being made in addition to kind of quality of life and you know other gameplay mechanic type things. Some of the stuff behind the scenes are are uh, going okay. to be uh, upgraded as well. I think this is going to be a pretty big release for Sega, and I'm happy. I'm really happy to see the amount of attention and focus that Sega is now putting in this series here in the West because we've been asking for it for so long, and now we're getting this big. I guess exp- I don't know. I'll call it an expansion. Just I don't know if we have another word. It's not a sequel. It's like a. It, it's going to coexist. 
it's like a different game, but it builds on this one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be a big game. What do you guys think about it? The the one thing that jumps to my head is I really hope this launches worldwide. Not it doesn't have to be on the exact same date, but you know, relatively quickly. You know, Japan, America, and Europe, because yeah, as you say, there was a huge gap between the Japanese release of PSO2 to to America, like anywhere else. Like anywhere else in the world, basically. Um, I know there were some pockets in other Asian countries that existed, but then, then when it came out in America, there was still months waiting for the because when this game, when this was first announced, um, the you know new generation, uh, PSO two, no sorry, new Genesis, where PSO two, new Genesis, it still hadn't the original PSO two hadn't launched in Europe yet. So because I remember when they sort of announced right. this, I was like. The first thing I've even learned, like, um, so I hope, I hope they, they, they will come out quite quickly. Uh, when I feel about, otherwise, I'm very excited for this because it sounds really, good. it sounds like the improvements are really cool and very excited for this one. Um, probably more so than PSO2 actually, because by the time PSO2 came out, it's kind of like, I'm um, kind of over the the hype of this now. But yeah, uh, I don't know, Scotty. What, what are you thinking? Star. Uh, we never once said that it's Fantasy Star Online. Every we kept saying PSO. <laughs> But for anyone that doesn't know what that abbreviation is, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I played the first PSO recently, uh, through Blue Burst with, uh, Antichrist and, um, realized MMOs are not really my bag. Uh, so I don't know how it's exciting to see this exist. Uh, part of that might be that I just missed the bus initially on Dreamcast, but, mm. um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Uh, and yeah, it's good that I, I I feel that that's the reason two even got released outside of Japan was so that they could prep for this release worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I I totally get what you're saying, Scotty, about it not being your bag, and it just got me thinking. Like Sega at this point has such a breadth of like current releases and and just oh, look look at the last five years of games. I think it's impossible to to be a Sega fan and genuinely like everything that Sega publishes. Because it's, yeah. it's silly. I mean, you got stuff from Japan, like Hatsune Miku, and then you have, like, Football Manager. <laughs> like, yeah. all of that stuff, you're not going to do it. So don't I, – I, I don't want people out there to think, like, oh, I'm a Sega fan, so I have to play all their games or like all their games. Look, it's not. Play the games you like, and if they release something that's not your bag, don't feel like you have to play it or you have to like it. Just like what you like. Um, but I, I totally get you how this isn't up your alley. Uh, some of these games – you know, like it, it, it can be tough to jump into PSO2, I think. Yeah. But I do, I, I will hope that you give, uh, New Genesis a, a try, uh, because I think it's going to be more action oriented. Maybe it'll be up more kind of what you, you're looking for from a game and you like the combat enough to maybe stick around to experience some of the other aspects of the game. We'll see. New Genesis. If ever, eh. I mean, everybody, if we're all starting with a clean slate, it'll be easier to jump in. That's the thing, too, is if you don't jump in the same time as your friends in an MMO, there's no point. And isn't New Genesis kind of an oxymoron anyway? A bad name. Yeah. Is it already? Like, that's what Genesis is? Like, the beginning? Like, I I guess you say New Beginning. I don't know. It's kind of whatever. Anyway, let's keep going. Uh, Next up, we got Shin Megami Tensei V. Uh from atlas this is going to be on the switch this got teased i think it was like two years ago was it right when the switch i think when nintendo released the sizzle reel revealing the switch i want to say this got included in that and up till that or up till then i don't think we even heard of 
at least officially, that they were going to be doing this. So I think this was one of the first times we saw that. Uh, of course, that's a couple years ago, and I still don't think we've gotten a lot of information since then. There was one, there was a like a, a gameplay video or a, or a trailer that uh, was released at some point, but outside of that, there's still not a lot out there. We don't have a release date, um, but I've not played the Shin Megami Tensei games. I, I was not a big Atlas person prior to Sega's purchase of them, so a lot of the Shin Megami games I've not played. Have you guys played any of these? Uh, no. Negative. Okay. That Sorry. I mean that's fair. This is this is like hardcore Atlas RPG fans love this series, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of the series I think that's just not as popular as Persona now, and so I think they're thinking though, like, hey, we can we can build another big RPG franchise at Atlas. Here in the West, you know, I know it's already popular um, in in Japan and stuff, but if they can get another big series, I think that would be big for for Atlas yeah. going forward. I, I yeah. mean, because Persona is getting big for them now. With every new release, they're they're turning out three to four games. You have your base game, then you kind of have yeah. your golden whatever your you know like remaster or your you know all the DLC. Now they're putting out some other expansions, so. I could certainly see them maybe following that same business model, potentially with the Shimigami games. I don't, I don't know how easy that would be, mm. um, but that's going to be one to watch for sure. Uh, get, now we're getting into some stuff I know you guys are familiar with. We have House of the Dead one and two remastered coming sometime this year by way of Forever Entertainment, who just did the Panzer Dragoon game. So Graham, I know you're excited about this. I'll let you talk about this one for. A little bit. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean, this is this out of a whole list. This is the one that actually got me the most excited by far because, hands down, I still think House of Dead One is my favorite light gun game I've ever played. Um, I enjoy the other ones, but House of Dead One is still for me. I'll, I'll go back and play that in the arcade on my Saturn, um, and I still think it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, this is as Chris says, it's being developed by Forever Entertainment. So it's not being developed by Sega as such, but. Um, yeah, they handled the Panzer Dragoon remake and they did a fantastic job there. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. The, the platforms apparently haven't been announced yet though. So we're not sure what it's coming out on. Um, I'm, I don't I, think I, it's hard to, to, to guess, but I think it's be pretty much everything or at least the stuff that you saw Panzer Dragoon release on. I think it's safe to say. Well, the thing is, cause it's a light gun game. Are we actually going to have light gun peripherals? Because notoriously, Light guns don't really work. Oh, old school old school light guns don't work on modern TVs. But I know there are some having some companies that have been making guns which do work for modern TVs. I know the Polymega's meant to be getting one, isn't it? So a light gun. Yep. Ah, you guys have got it. Excellent. Um so is, is Sega looking at releasing a peripheral that would work for modern TVs for this, or or is it just gonna I, have to be controller based? Um or is it gonna have to be a touchscreen game so it'd be like just on the switch, basically, maybe? Um I don't know. Or possibly um vr who knows like playstation vr i don't know this i'm speculating now completely but i'd love to see how this is going to work and, and what consoles it's or what systems it's coming to um because ultimately the joy of a light gun game is being able to use a gun um i think if it's just gonna be over a controller it's not going to be as much fun but we'll see but uh yeah i'm very excited um... for this I pasted a link to another light gun that's made for LCD TVs uh, in the Twitch chat there. 
um, called the Sinden, S-I-N-D-E-N. Not sure if I'm saying that correctly or not, but they definitely took like shells of old light guns and modified them and made it work for current day stuff. So similarly to the Polymega gun that I don't remember the name of, it's not made by Polymega or anything, but that's, you know, where it's going to get the most fame right now. I will say this. Um, If they, if they do one thing, if they could just add support for those type of peripherals in this game that I think that would be enough to please fans. Like if you give them the option to go get something like you just said, Scotty, I think that would be enough to please a lot of people. Uh, the Wii, I mean the Wii, the switch, you can use the stupid joy cons and wave them around somehow. Maybe I, this is the thing on the whole list that I'm most excited for because house of the dead is one of my favorite Sega series. So Mm. I've got a couple light guns that I can't use on any TV in my house. Um, and you know, I'll usually do uh John Woo style, the second house of the dead or Virtua cop, you know, two guns at once, um, play through the games. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm very excited for what will happen with this. Um, and I, I hope it does come out as a collection, but I hope that doesn't make them work less on it. If that makes sense. Like the first yeah. Panzer Dragoon remake was, you could be that game in 40 minutes. So I hope that they do stuff to extend the playtime of these. Yeah, that'd be good if they can to add extra stuff to it. Um, um and add it add and and, and knuckles <laughs> at the end. And there we go, right? There you go. go. Yeah. Um man, I can't wait to suffer like G did. One more time. That's right. Yeah, there time. it is. There it is. <laughs> add to, add to. Um, this next release, I actually had to add this one uh midweek because as I put the release together, Sega announced it and I was like, Oh, okay, that's good. It's good uh more for us to talk about. Total War Warhammer 3 coming in late uh, 2021. Uh, Creative Assembly is doing this. Everything they touch is golden. I love they're so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, Sega's publishing this, uh, but Feral Interactive, I guess, is publishing it somewhere. They were Ooh. on the list. I, I don't know what region they may be publishing or maybe what particular role they have in publishing it. Um, and I don't think this is right because it says Switch on here. I'm going to guess that it's not coming to the Switch, and that's probably just a typo. Um, I've not played... I Like I said before, I'm not an RTS guy. However, my son, Elliot, he's so excited about this. He actually came downstairs like, did you just hear they announced Warhammer 3? I had already watched the trailer and everything, but he was so excited. He wanted to watch it again with me. It does look pretty badass. I'll admit it looks awesome, but he is a big Warhammer fan. And now he was even saying, he's like, I want to go back and play some of the other total war games and, you know, and, and, and get more into those RTS stuff. So that's kind of cool to see. It doesn't do a lot for me personally, but I know those Warhammer fans are probably went crazy over this. Oh yeah. I'm not surprised. I've saw, I played, uh, total war warhammer 2 um and yeah i thought it was a top game i'm not i'm not hugely into um real-time strategy games like i do like the total war franchise but again it's one of those franchises i feel i have to sink a lot of hours into so i never really get a chance but did play um i didn't finish the game actually i played quite a few of the main campaign and it's really good like so solid um a lot of fun uh, I'm not. I think is I don't know a huge amount about the Warhammer world. I know little bits and pieces, so uh, I may maybe big fans of Warhammer would get even more of a kick out of it than I did. But for what it for just for playing the game, I was like, this is fun. This is yeah. I'm I'm sending massive armies into battle, having fun, killing things, sometimes screwing up and like getting my army wiped out. But yeah, 
this is great. Um, um, just to confirm, apparently it's coming to PC basically on Steam and Epic Game Store. So just to clarify on that point there, but yeah, I'm, I'm more upset that there's no Stadia release on this. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Oh man. Uh, yeah, over under, over under that Stadia know. is even going to be. Do you think Stadia would be alive or like in service in late 2021? No, um, no, I, I don't think so. No. If no. it is, it's going to be on its last legs. I reckon. I, I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, Scotty. I interrupted you. What were you saying? Uh, I was just saying that I don't really play the RTS games. So, but Creative Assembly did Alien Isolation, didn't they? They did. Yes. Yeah. So they do. They tackle some good stuff and make it work. I mean, it's yeah. back to their bread and butter type of stuff. But that's the thing that I love about Creative Assembly is, and that's what I was telling Elliot too. I'm like, this this company can do whatever they want, and they'll, everything that they do is awesome. They're like, we're going to make the best RTS games, and they do that. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to do a survival horror game for because of it. And not only that, it's like the best alien like video yeah. game <laughs> movie that they've done in a long time. And it's just, I, I have so much respect for what they do. And I know this game is going to be awesome just yep. because of everything it touches just so, so well. Um, well done. Also, oh. Viking Battle for Asgard, one of my favorite action games. I know people I still don't... need to play that. I still need to I, play that. I, I love I it. it. Like it's 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 not a perfect game, but for what it was and what it can do, the battles, like real time battles that you're just literally one guy running into fighting, is freaking insane, especially for its time. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I know the chat's probably going to get excited about this. Uh, you guys will probably as well. But the next <laughs> game we got, Endless Dungeon, coming in uh, 2021 by Amplitude Studios. <laughs> so. We are getting an Endless Dungeon game on PC, PS4 and 5, the Xbox One, and the Series X and the S. Um, so I need to clarify yeah. something for this, because Endless Dungeon is on the PC and Xbox One already. Um, I don't know. It's it's it's, 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 it's coming. Interesting. Maybe this is just the console versions. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe it's coming to consoles for the first time. Because I, I think I own it on Xbox One already. Like, I downloaded it. So I'm a bit confused, but maybe maybe it's the fact that it's coming to five and X and S or something. Or... Could be, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. So uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so now that I guess that is the the last of the official games that they've had on on the docket. I'm I'm willing to bet that's probably that like what you're saying, Graham. It's the Series X and the S and the PS5 um, ports coming out. Uh, what we're going to do now, though, before we end this, uh, there are some honorable mentions that aren't official Sega games, but they have ties to Sega games I think we should just talk about really quickly, and then we'll kind of give our final thoughts on on what we think uh, the announced games are, and maybe what Sega can do at the latter half of 2021 to finish out really strong. So, the first game we have up is Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, which is coming in Q1 2021. So that actually is a game that's supposed to be coming out soon. It's developed by Jenkin Team, uh, published by Merge Games, uh, and it's coming to the PC and the Switch. I'm digging what I see from this game so far. I'm ready for a new Alex Kidd game. I'm excited. Alex Kidd's back, you guys. Who would have thought? Is he? Who would have thunk it? It does yeah. look good. It's it's uh, it's um, it looks promising. Um, isn't Jenkin the name of the 
yep. game, the rock, paper, scissors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yep. they made a dev team for this game. Yeah. It I, I think the uh yeah, the the art style looks great. If if you played, you know, the the Wonder Boy stuff, uh, you're probably familiar with it's the same idea. Take, you know, your old pixel game, do it in super high res, hand drawn art style that looks super cute, and retain the gameplay. That's essentially what you're getting uh with Alex Kidd Miracle DX. It's like a deluxe version. I think it's just a remaster of if you will of that original game but i'm really looking forward to it it looks awesome yeah i think this is one of those games that does look really cool i do have to just make a quick correction i was wrong about in this dungeon it's not released yet so even oh, on pc yeah. or xbox one yeah. I, i'm sure there was an endless game that came out on the xbox one the, i thought it was the dungeon one the, maybe it's something else there's a game called dungeon of the endless that That's, is made by the same company Yes, that's the one. Okay, that's one. I'm <laughs> uh, I would imagine their SEO is terrible because it's like all just the same stuff. It's all a matter of din- dungeon and endless and space. It's like yep. the same three words that they use for everything. Wow. Um, okay. But I think someone over are- at Sega needs to step in and be like, okay, we get it, guys. Let's, <laughs> just let's, we got to stop this for a little bit. We're going to name it something else. I think in their slight defense, it is actually all part of the same universe, like that, the endless universe they've created so. or something. Cause um, I wonder if they're going to have a version of like Final Fantasy fantasy where it's like it's finally ended the dungeon <laughs> the space all oh, it's it's come this, this final uh, game uh, um okay let's keep final, going yeah, final dungeon the next up is wonder boy uh asha in monster world it's coming april 22nd uh in japan and no i think that's gonna be a worldwide and uh release date i'm sorry um but the developers art dink studio uh and inin games and g choice is publishing this it's coming to the switch and ps4 super excited about this one too you guys this is going to be a really good release mm. uh, it looks awesome what do you guys think um uh yeah I'm, are you I, familiar with have you been following yeah. this at all like, no yeah I I, I, uh, I I know of this so i am excited um obviously <laughs> i'm sad there's no pc or xbox release but um i do own a switch and i own a playstation 4 so i can get it still but uh yeah yeah, pretty excited for it. Uh, from what I remember, I I, I want to say a lot of the original, some of the original development team is is attached to this as well. Okay. And so, yeah, this is like some of those other, like the uh, Monster Boy um, games. This is going to be a mainline entry in the uh, you know Wonder Boy series. So it's a kind of a big deal for for people in that you know who are fans of that series and who, man, this, who would have thought that 2020 would have brought us all those wonder boy games. And then the 2021, we're still going, uh, with, with monster world. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Um, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know this next game was a thing until I was doing my research this week. Apparently there's going to be an echo, the dolphin game coming to the television mm-hmm. Amico this year. <laughs> a new one. Thank uh, God by- for Tommy Tellerico. Yeah, Play Kimmy is the developer. Um, I guess that's Ed Anunziata's studio. I haven't done a lot of research here lately into it. I know that Ed's been doing a lot of AMAs on Twitter about some of his old video games. I think he just did one on Echo a couple weeks ago. He did one on Calibri a couple days ago, um, which I need to go yeah. back and read through. Uh, but I'll, man, I'll be honest, you guys. I am secretly thinking I'm going to buy an Amico. No, don't you I, fucking I, dare. <laughs> Do it. I, they also have Toji Minerva. Dumb as hell. Or, no, barely. 
I, I, There's an exclusive Earthworm Jim coming to it. The controllers, they're trying to make it like the Amiga or whatever they were, and they look like old Generation 1 iPods, and it's stupid. It's all it's stupid. I get, the, I get the... Yeah, I get the emails because I... I Otherwise, how are you going to keep up with it? It's been delayed and whatever so many or just not had a date confirmed or whatever. But it, I genuinely don't understand the excitement in these emails for this dumb thing. I, I genuinely had never heard of this until I read the outline today. In fact, when I read the outline today, I was like, what is this thing? And I Googled it and it, it, it did pop up what on Amazon. What are your first impressions on it, Graham? It looks like two mobile phones attached to some sort of base unit, but like thick chunky mobile phones but like you say it's like an old old school ipod and i was looking at it going is that the console and it's like two controllers with screens in it's like oh they're the screens where's the console and i was just like and i was like what 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 is on this thing like i couldn't understand is it just all retro games so is this oh, are you familiar with the the, the original intelligence yes or? i i never played it i'm familiar with it i don't i just don't, i've got a weird feeling the intellivision wasn't Either it wasn't popular or it wasn't released in Europe. I'm not sure. I've never known anyone to own one over here, at least. I know of okay. it. Um, but so the idea is, is it's it's a new iteration of the old Intellivision, which is why you see the little what look to be phones. It has a rotary dial on it to play a lot of those games. So I think the idea is is to bring that retain a lot of the same simplistic gameplay elements. But put a kind of a new coat of paint on and add some newer, you know, gameplay mechanics to to make the games fun today. So that's kind of the the gist of what Tommy Tallarico is trying to recreate with the Amico, keeping a family friendly device with lots of local uh, co op and multiplayer games. Okay, I mean, I pre I appreciate the sentiment there. I don't. I just don't. I, my gut reaction was like, "What is this thing?" Um, I think this is not a necessarily a system for us the hardcore fans i think it could be something that maybe you buy because when you're when your nieces or nephews come over or maybe someone who's older that isn't into games maybe you want to kind of experience it with them or something like Mm -hmm. that i think that could be i'm not saying that this is going to be a lot of people out there buying this thing but maybe that could be what this could be for yeah, I, i'm reaching like, i know, I know. I, I, i'm trying to help you tommy i'm sorry because i saw some of the yeah, screenshots of some of... help we can't provide <laughs> i saw some of the screenshots of some of the games i like, on the amazon search i did and they look very very basic and it just reminded me of like those cheap retro themed games that have got like no real label to them that go 200 games in one and they're like all just yeah very basic games that some guys made at home on a flash engine or something um which which are fine if you if you buy them that's that's completely cool but I, yeah I feel like it's that's that's the impression I got from it like a higher version because it's like nearly three hundred pounds I think when I looked at it or like two hundred and fifty two hundred sixty pounds I was like whoo that's a uh, not a thirty pound little device you get to just sort of play for five minutes I, I, so it maybe it'll be more impressive than that I don't know but. I mean, is this the original Echo of the Dolphins on there? Like, they're just re... re they're no, I think this is or? the idea. They're coming out with a new Echo of the Dolphin new. game. Completely new. Mm. Looking at... If, if I were to... If, if, <laughs> if I were to... Guess what this game is going to be. Looking at what they've already announced and looking at what's coming to this platform, I think it's going to play like the original Echo of the Dolphin, but it's going to look newer. Maybe mm-hmm. kind of how see these wonder boy asha and monster world games you know okay it's gonna have a new code of paint it's gonna look newer updated 
but I'd be willing to bet it's probably going to play similar to the original Echo the Dolphin. Well, Chris, I don't you... even know if they can. I don't. I don't know if he even has that. Like I, I, I know a few years ago, Ed Anunziata and Sega went were in some sort of legal uh, interaction where <laughs> Ed was trying to get the rights back to Echo the Dolphin. There was never any. According to what I read, and if I if I'm still up to date on it, there was there was not ever any public announcement that Ed made or Sega that says yes, I have it back. He alluded to it online that you know that we think he he has the Echo the Dolphin you know franchise or or um, name, but what I would believe, I would still think that Sega owns the rights to every Echo the Dolphin game they published. Similar to how uh, Greg Johnson uh, co-owns the rights or, or co-owns Toe Jam and Earl, but doesn't have the rights to the games that Sega published. I, I would assume that that would be similar in here. If that's the case, it would then have to be an all-new Echo the Dolphin game. It could not mm. be based on yeah. that 16 version of it. Yeah, so I just did a very, very quick search, and Wikipedia tells me that it's back in 2016 they had that sort of legal thing an assessment yep. was made, but no, it wasn't publicly revealed what exactly what it was. But apparently, soon See, you after, you know, I have to go to Wikipedia for that, Graham. I just you, told you, you the there. same thing. But apparently, soon was after, that? Ed was talking about re- reviving the series on the Switch, so people are speculating that yes, he does have the right. So yeah, there you go. Sorry, Chris, you're correct. You're correct. Basically, let's assume that was that. Um, was that when he was trying to get his Big Blue game off the ground back this in 2016? Then that's that's uh, when that's when it came out. Apparently, the whole legal battle around that time okay yeah right so yeah i man i, th- I want to say big blue was was that 2016 it may have been even before that because i know a guy yeah. that went he was at e3 and ed was at e3 that year promoting the big blue and he had this they had these like weird ar this weird kind of game where you'd get these cards that he would send out these cards that had different animals on it and you'd like scan them and it somehow do something in the big blue game. Okay. Um, a, a friend, um, uh, Super Nico, Graham, uh, Ryan, we, oh, yeah, we yeah. do the online podcast. He, he was the one that did it. And he, he man, I thought he said he was going to send them to me. I can't remember. But he showed me the photos of it back then. And uh, sure enough. Um, but, of course, Big Blue went and died in the mm. Kickstarter, the big Kickstarter uh, um failures that happened around that time that was one of those uh that did that she's sad this next Um, game oh i was just gonna mention real quick the chat's popping about popping off about this amigo thing because it's just so freaking ridiculous and even anti-chris in the chat's like he he if anyone's gonna buy this he will because he's gonna have it sit on the shelf with his game cave or game wave sorry which is literally a dvd player with dvd remotes that he got for like 20 bucks one marathon when we went to Warp Zone. Oh, and he has okay. like the library for that thing. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Graham. In, in between this, Graham just pre-ordered an Amico. Also, so that that just happened. Um, <laughs> I can confirm. I have not said, done did that. Did you say when that's due out? Did you say uh, when the Amico's due out? I didn't say when the Amico's due out. No, but Echo the Dolphin does not have an announced release date. It's just 2021. The Amico's out next month, guys. Like in a month. So. Is it? Here we go. It very yeah. well. This could end up being. I, I I need to do some research on this. Um, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be jumping into some Amico research real hard over the next couple of months, and I'll let you guys know on the next podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would tell you the price of the Amico, you could easily get a Sega Saturn Satiator. So there you go. Play, play, play. Take, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> play, play, any, right. play any games. Last game on the list. We have Cotton Reboot. Um, by the way, Jake and Team, who's also doing the uh, Alex Kid uh, remake. And this is going to be published also by Merge Games. This is coming to the PS4 and the Switch. Uh, Cotton is that really, it's a cute em up. I don't know if you guys played that back in the day. Was it, uh, Sega CD or Saturn that came there's, out on? They have it on, there's at least two games on the Saturn. I don't know if there's any okay. more. Um, but I want to say Dreamcast. Cotton came to, like, PC Engine and Turbo back in the day too. I thought there was a release on those. Uh, but this is a, a reboot of sorts, uh, which, hey, I'm all for these type of cute em up kind of games like this. It, it looks absolutely crazy. It's a, um, I guess it's it's a horizontal side scroller. It's not the vertical. Um, so it's left and right. Um, and you're just this cute little witch riding a broom, shooting all sorts of stuff at crazy animals and other stuff. So I that's yeah, a game no I I I want to pre-order that. I'm definitely going to pick that up when it comes out. Um, but that Ooh. wraps up oh, our well, honorable mentions. What we're going to say? Oh, I was going to talk about cotton. Yeah, Go so was I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strictly right. limited or one of the one one of the physical um companies they're making a, a physical release of cotton Ooh, nice um, um so uh, wait a cotton close. reboot or the re- yeah wait. okay cotton reboot so it is getting a physical release yeah i believe so oh nice one. i can double check that while um, graham's talking about his thoughts yeah so apparently it's also coming out on pc as well i just did a quick search and i wanted to double check there was one on the dreamcast which is the one i've played so i haven't played the saturn versions even though i know of them but the, i played the dreamcast one and i thought that's pretty fun uh but yeah it's i'm not a huge shoot 'em up fan but they are the, these cute ups there's something about them i do find very enjoyable because it's just that little bit weirder and zadier and yeah, a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm interested in this one. Uh, I'd probably get it for the Switch, I think. This is the kind of game I would get for the Switch, so. Yeah. I think if, if, if we, if judging by the, the, the chat has told us anything, I think they want us to talk more Amico next week. Yes. Because they're yeah. popping up on it. That's hilarious. Yeah. More Amico talk for sure. I am now tossing a link in the Twitch chat for the uh, strictly limited games, so you can pre-order that there if you want to get the cotton on the Switch. Cotton on the Switch. I like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the cotton was actually on a lot of different consoles back in the day. Uh, Anyway, we don't need to go into that. That's It's all like the Mega Drive and all that stuff as well. Yeah. Big franchise. Anyway. So that does it for our honorable mentions. The one game that I think that we should probably talk about, uh, that Sega, I mean, I don't know what's, there's an unannounced Sonic game that we know is floating around that Son- that Sega has not announced. We thought that they were going to announce it, uh, at South by Southwest, but that got canceled. I think with, with that, those cancellations and with E3 and, you know, TGS, uh, everything, I think it just completely changed what, and, and this is for the whole industry, right? And then for every other industry after that, but especially with Sega, it's probably changed their timeline of like the announcements and maybe even the time, these release dates uh, for these games. So I would certainly think that it has altered Sega's strategy with Sonic because we know Sonic is the most important franchise that Sega has. So I think they're, 
have probably went back to the drawing board and, and kind of readjusted their timeline of of announcements and lead up to release for Sonic, whatever this new Sonic game is going to be. Um, and so we just haven't heard it. At this point, I would be surprised if we could get a Sonic game announced and released at this point in the same year. If it's Sonic Team, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so... Do you think that we're going to get an announcement this year from Sega for a new Sonic game? Or do you think they're just going to push everything maybe next year, just not even talk about Sonic? I think, uh, isn't it a major anniversary for him? Yeah, actually, I think it is, isn't it? Uh, oh, God. 30. Is it thir- 35 30? years now, I think? Was it 91 that it first came out? Uh Graham, you had that list. Yeah, I had a list the other day, and now now I don't know where that list is. So, <laughs> what's the point of having a list? Well, I think I just put it in the chat. Our chat, and oh god, where's so so someone just uh, Sonic came out in ninety one. So what is yeah, that? 30? 35. That's thirty. Thirty years. So thirty or thirty five? No, thirty years. Oh my god, my maths is terrible. Ah, oh, sorry, thirty years. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love you. Um, and Thanks, so I love you. I don't know if, if, if we're going to get announced with this year, but I certainly think that it's, um, it's too much to expect an actual Sonic game in 2021. So judging by the list that we have here, guys, we got Yakuza remaster. We got persona five strikers, two point hospital jumbo edition. We have uh, guilty gear strive, which kind of counts, I guess, um, since it's only published in Japan by Sega humankind, Judgment Remastered. We have PSO2 New Genesis, Shin Megami Tensei 5, House of the Dead 1 and 2 Remastered, Total War, Warhammer 2, and Endless Dungeon as the um, officially announced uh, games that are published by Sega or Atlas in some form or fashion. Uh, what do you think of that overall list compared to maybe the last couple of years and, and what do you think maybe Sega needs to do in the latter half of 2021 to finish out really strong? Um, so from from my side, the list, I think this is pretty decent and pretty strong. There's a lot of uh, uh, franchises there that have been well-established, maybe not all of them well-established in uh, the West, but it looks like, as you said before, they are trying to sort of push it and trying to get them more established. Like they saw with the Persona series, that was more just Japan, like big big over there, and then sort of it's become big over here. So, you know, Shin Megami Tensei is gaining traction. So yeah, it'd be good to see if that happens. And the other franchises... Are now more established, or there's decent studios behind them, and and they are trying to release some new stuff. So I think it's a pretty strong lineup. Like I, I feel like in the last couple of years they've been getting there was a period where Sega were really strong, and they sort of dipped, and they've sort of been building back up again. So yeah, um, I'm excited. I I would be surprised if they don't announce some sort of Sonic game because, as we said, it's the 30th year anniversary. So. I don't know. They've got to do something. They've got to do something, yeah. Like, I know everything's been pushed back from last year's being rubbish, so hopefully something happens this year. I, I don't know. Scotty. Yeah, the whole Sega 60 thing. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I don't want to be a wet blanket, but uh, I don't care about most of these games coming out <laughs> because I'm not into... I'm just going to be honest. I'm not Go even going to try to, you know, sugarcoat it because I, I don't care about our JRPGs. The Yakuza games are too big for me. Uh, to be... Oh, the um, oh, Scotty just froze sure for a second. Of, Sorry, he said the Yakuza games are too big for you, and then it sort of froze a bit after that. So, am I back? You are back. Yes. 
All right. Um, the uh, I'm sure I would have fun watching somebody play um, Persona Five Strikers um, or even the Yakuza games or the um, Guilty Gear. I know the music is something I should check out. Um, PSO two I'm excited for just because that's long overdue to have PSO outside of Japan. Basically, um, I mentioned the House of Dead thing. I'm super pumped for that. Uh, I am not the what's it called the demographic for pretty much their lineup this year. <laughs> um, unfortunately, but, uh, and as to answer the question, will Sega mention a Sonic game in 2021? Yes. They better do something. Cause 30 years for their flagship series is, uh, if they drop the ball on this, I mean, mm. come on, yeah. you've already skipped plenty. I know the Sega 60 thing didn't really happen as they planned. That's understandable. Maybe they'll continue something with that. Um, but uh, we'll just it, do it could be sixty-one. We'll get it right this year. <laughs> yeah, sixty-first. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm. They have a good year ahead of them, theoretically. So it's, it's hopefully going to be a strong year for them. Yeah, nice. I, I think looking at it from a a business standpoint, I think it's it's a, a pretty strong lineup. Um, I think they got stuff coming out in Japan. Lots of good stuff coming out of Europe. I mean, the the Sega continues to be a powerhouse in the PC side of things, and it's it's almost to the point where they've quietly built this huge assortment of uh, strong developers going from from Europe all the way to Relic in Canada. They are one of the the I think most prolific. PC publishers, and that has not always been the case, obviously. I would think that's come in the last maybe 10 to 15 years. Um, so we're going to see more and more of that, and I think the announced release dates are very evident of that. How many Amplitude's got like 12 endless games coming out this year? <laughs> um, and so we're going to see more of that, and I think that's a, a smart financial move um, on Sega's part. Uh, we did miss one game that the chat uh, reminded us of is uh, SMT3 uh, HD. Uh, they announced too. So Shimagami Tensai 3 HD, like a remastered oh. version, is coming. I think it's coming to like the the Switch, uh, PS4, maybe PC. Uh, so that's also going to be coming. I don't know if that's coming this year though. I still think Sega's got a lot more up their sleeve. I don't think this is it. Obviously, I think there's still a lot of games coming in the latter half of 2021 that I think that I think will be those type of games that will interest Scotty. I don't think these are. There, these are going to be smaller games, not the big tentpole releases like, uh, you know, like uh, Total War uh, and some of these other games, but smaller games that uh, maybe they'll port over or bring around. Uh, maybe games that we thought that uh, were never going to be coming back again. Sega will surprise us because they have a way of doing that um, every once in a while. I'll agree with you guys. I think they have a pretty strong lineup. I would like to see. Some more focus on some of their older first party stuff and bring it back. I would like to see continue like what they did with Streets of Rage. Uh, I like those, I like those agreements, those partnerships that they're building with some of these smaller developers that are looking to maybe make a name for themselves and earn that respect so that they can go on and, and work on bigger, uh, IP and maybe some IP of their own. I want to see them continue to do that because I think that is a smart strategy where they're not having to invest and build up their own internal studios. They're going out and partnering with already built studios that are ready to go and get to work on these smaller games. I want to see more of that. That is an awesome uh, strategy, and I think Streets of Rage 4 paid off for them. 
And I'm not surprised if we don't see more of that in 2021 and maybe going into 2022 as well. So awesome. Uh, Anti Chris mentioned in the chat there was that Virtua Fighter thing yes. hinted or revealed or something. I don't even know. Oh uh, yeah, for the yeah, that's on the arcade for the arcade. Yeah, yeah. It looks okay. like uh, I think that's an arcade exclusive. I I, I want to say maybe maybe not. If it's going to be more of an eSport thing, then maybe it's coming out to some consoles as well. I don't know if we really know. I don't know if Sega's really announced. I know that we know that there's something Virtua Fighter coming out down the down the line. So that's another thing. I would love for Sega to come back and uh and revisit the Virtua Fighter series. And it looks like they're going to do that. So cool. That's uh I guess that's what we got for this uh this segment. That's going to close yeah. it up. Yeah, so, yeah, with that, that rounds up the main feature and also actually the end of the show. We've basically run out of time. So, uh, yeah, Chris, Scotty, are there any announcements? Uh, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go to Chris first so Scotty can line up a raid if we're going to do a raid or not. So. I'm ready to go, yeah. Cool. Um, you know what? I, I don't think we have any real announcements. We do have some good stuff coming on, on the website uh, this week, uh, like I said, there's going to be uh, that review of Persona 5 Strikers. I, I need to go back and check the embargo date on that again um, and see. But I would, I don't think it's going to be coming next week. So maybe the week after. But anyway, not a lot going on from here. Maybe some more updates next week. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, streaming's always going on. Mondays are usually Fantasy Star Online 2 with DJ. Um, we got stuff going on Thursday night throwdowns. Not sure we're playing quite yet this week. And then, uh, Fridays, Saturdays, Fridays are you and you two playing some halos mm -hmm. or something. Maybe, um, Saturday, we usually have anti Chris who's in the chat right now playing some fantasy star he's been doing lately. Um, so just keep an eye on our Twitter though, mega visions mag, uh, and, um, you'll be able to keep up with stuff. And also I'll throw it in the chat one more time. For those that don't know, you can hop in our discord to keep up probably the best place to keep up with everything we're doing honestly is discord yeah awesome um yeah that's that's that that'll do it for the show everyone thanks for listening thanks for watching thanks everyone in the, in the chat who came along and, and joined us and yeah been great so we'll be back next sunday as always around the same time and yeah uh take it easy everyone yep see you later peace honey i gotta tell you about this sandwich I did close everything, restarted everything, and um, RTX your, is on as well. Your RTX is picking up the microphone from your Yeti, yeah. Uh, yeah, and your OB yeah, yeah. and your so your Discord is set to having RTX as the input, yeah. Uh, let's check that. Oh, it's set for Yeti. So let me change it to RTX. Or oh, can I change it? Okay. Uh, this is me. With it on Yeti in Discord, I'm changing it to. Whoa, much this better! This is now. Holy shit, that's Whoa. so much better. It's so much louder. Oh, you sounded like you were in pain. No, but it's good. Like I'd set you, to be, I'd set you <laughs> up to 190. percent So when you changed it, it was like, okay. I've just put you back down to 100. Now talk, talk a second. Here I am. I love everything about podcasting. Yeah. It's a good time to be in video games, you pieces of shit. You know what I'm doing that I haven't done in probably three years? A podcast prep checklist. Fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs>